The Joe Rogan Experience. Do it. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Hit it. Hit it, Brian. All right. better when you're high yeah, I, I love how it starts off really dirty fuck, gnarly guitar yeah. fuck that's a good song Blown out that's one of those songs that when you smoke a joint and then you listen to it you really appreciate it that move that song just talks to you that was pretty sweet first time i ever heard it yeah um you know i've been thinking about that lately about music i've been listening to music before i go on stage i didn't used to do that but uh i've been doing that lately and uh, right, right after uh, I started doing that, I watched this uh, special, um, this like this thing with Cat Williams, where he's talking about he has like a whole playlist that he listens to right before he goes out. I'm here, here with Steve Red Easy, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Hi, old everyone. school comedy store veteran, I know. road dog. Fuck. My friend Steve Renazizi from back in the 90s, maybe, perhaps. When did I meet you? No, it was 2001, 2002. something, two. Yeah, because I moved here in 01, November. Shazam, son. Old school. time. We got history. We do. is a bad motherfucker. You can Thank see you. him on the FX show, The League, in the second season, I believe. We're in our second season. Shazam, son. That's when things get rolling. Uh, That's I when hope you got so, that yeah. syndication money <laughs> coming in, dog. I see DVD Fuck. sales in your future. Fuck. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love to. A lot of people like it, man. A lot of people on my my message board were talking about it. I have not had a chance to see it, but I'm going to check it out now. It's a funny show. It's good, and I'm psyched to be able to, you know. What's it about? It's about five guys that grew up together, and they play in this fantasy football league every year. But basically, they just try to humiliate and cast shame upon each other. But it's the guys that do uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there's no script. It's all just kind of like, here's what's happening. Three dudes talking. 
Go. Oh, that's awesome. So the first take sucks. You know, it's like a half hour. We're all talking on top of each other. Right, right. It's fucking unusable. And then we got to go, oh, but what you said was funny there. And then we just tighten it up. Wow. That's it's fun. It's like that. Con- it's that. That's the new shit. That's what everybody's trying to do. Or that's they're the trying best to way look to do like it, right? It. Because it's like, you're funny. I'm funny. I understand what you wrote down word for word. It's probably funny because that guy's somewhere along the line was funny. But we're going to come up with funnier shit. Sometime, so just give me the situation and we'll fucking talk You know, about sometimes it. it's both, right? Sometimes it's just the ad-libbing and sometimes it's the writing. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have both. You know, when we did news radio, they let us ad-lib a lot. They did. But that's good. So they gave you like a, yeah. like, here's what we think where we want you to go. But if you right. also think of something funnier, say it. Yeah, but the way that Kirby Enthusiasm does it and the way I guess you guys are doing it too, that way is, I think, the best way to watch. Because when you watch it, it seems like it's really happening. Yeah, because and it's so – I mean, we're on an FX and they, you know, we don't have the biggest budget in the world. So it's like literally dudes with cameras on their shoulders. So they don't – they just – they're so good that they move with us. So if you're talking and then they'll just move the camera to me and – it's really fun to work. I mean, we do long what days and shit. What kind of restrictions do you have, like language-wise? And- literally on cable, you can say whatever the fuck you want. It's just what are people going to be willing to give advertising money to. Yeah, so we get away with dicks and fucks. You'll never be on the – like what they do is they, call, they put it on your back. So I'll say fuck, but the camera will be behind me. Oh, that's interesting. So they don't really go, oh, who said that? You don't actually see the, you know, the mouth moving. <laughs> just, I, don't, I guess that's the fucking line. America would be like, wait, I think I heard something, but because I didn't see it, I don't even know How if it happened. How silly is That's that? That's literally man. the rules. Isn't that incredible? And then Coke will be like, no, we'll put money now. We'll give you money. Dude, it's 2010. And that's still going on. <laughs> Dude, Mike and Molly, which I'm sure, I don't know, I don't, but it's like about fat people. What and they just, it's a new show. That's and, the Billy Gardell show, right? Half hour. It's a new half hour sitcom. It's right. literally the whole premise, I think, is like fat people like each other too. Whoa. And it's like the n- number one new show. Like of it's people of fucking course. love it. They well, Billy Gardell is a very funny comic. I'm sure he is. You ever, you ever and, seen him? And do I stand work, up? No, I've never seen him do stand up. But I work with on Samantha Who with Melissa McCarthy, the girl that plays, I guess, his girlfriend, and she's super funny too. But I think that's the whole thing. It's just you like think fat. people just want just want to see someone like them. That's it. There's a lot of fat people in this country, man. You don't realize until you leave and you go Char- somewhere dude, else. Look at look at Charlie Sheen. Look at Charlie Sheen. Like literally. <laughs> They he, how how do you do the shit he does, which is fucking great. I'm let him do whatever he wants to. But then the guy for people who don't know, while we're talking, Charlie Sheen just got busted again, again with another hooker. Before he was wearing masks and shit. Dude. He's so addicted to hookers. He's got to wear like mustaches and shit. His ex wife and his kids were in like two rooms down. <laughs> like he brought them to New York for the first time. It's like they were out seeing Mary Poppins the oh night before. My God. And then he's and just so he's staying in another room and just getting hookers. He took them all to dinner like with the hooker beforehand it's like a, a oh gorgeous restaurant God. he just can't like how it's do you dark. not like I one night dark. you're like look my kids are down the hallway let's just get through this Listen, one night the charlie sheen life story movie is gonna be awesome and then i hope robert downey jr plays charlie he's sheen. the only one that could pull it off he's got both sides he's got the good actor i'm sober i can get yeah, my shit together right but plus i know what this fucking guy went through they're both nuts but yeah. he asked for a raise dude and he got it oh my That's- god that's the craziest shit in the world. Like to be like, I just fucking got busted again, but now I want 1.5 million an episode. God damn, that's a lot of money, dude. That's insanity. Oh, that's what do they do? 25 a year at least, right? Maybe more. 22, 25. <sighs> 
maybe plus more. syndication. Big, big hit shows, sometimes they do more. At Fear Factor's peak, we were doing 34 a year. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. sitcoms get like that, too. If it's a big sitcom. They just pump more out because America yeah, they, wants like, it. Yeah, like the dark days of news radio, we knew that we were in trouble when we were getting like 19, 18. You yeah. Know? You know, Maybe like you start like, cutting yeah. the order a little bit. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not getting as many, if you if they go, if you have like 32 and they yeah. give you an order for like 25 or something like that, the then next you know. season you're fucked. Yeah, you're like fucking start <laughs> the updating the reel. Has begun. What's up, Brian? What are you doing with your <laughs> uh, fleshlight? Oh yeah, that's right. We're our sponsor. We're sponsored by the fleshlight. Oh really? Have you ever fucked one of these things? No, dude. But Bobby Lee bought one. This one, no one has fucked. Like, it's amazing. This one, no one has fucked, so you can touch it. Really? Yeah. Put your uh, finger in it. Like the, uh, it just feel how uh, oh lifelike it feels. Dude, is that crazy? That's that's oh trademark. God, but here's another right here. 2010 thing. This is fucking controversial. People have given this me is? shit. People have given me shit about supporting this. Why? About having this. Uh, it's a tube a with, with, on the with podcast. Something. Something because scientific it, inside. This, this could prevent you from doing other things. What's the difference between this and your hand? I mean, besides Nothing. this, feels it's fucking ridiculous. Amazing. Except you're admitting. You're absolutely admitting that not only have you used it, are you going to use it? You're paying to use it. You know, it's like, dude, I would fuck this right now if you guys promise to turn your heads for fucking 10 minutes. I would fuck You got to lube it up first if you're going to do that. It's amazing. Yeah, dude, they're awesome, man. They're way better than beating off. Way better. Way better. I can't wait. But sometimes I'm so lazy, okay, that I'm sitting in my office and that thing is over here on the couch or one that I would use. Yeah. And I just beat off instead because I'm too lazy to get out of my chair. Yeah. You'll just sit over there. I've been in hotel rooms before. Where you know, like you, your computer is like gonna die, so you go plug it into the desk, right? And then I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just beat off at the desk rather than go back over to the bed." Be like, "I'm just, you know, you pull, you're like, you can't wait that extra three minutes to get enough juice to fucking go back over to the bed." So I'm like, "I'll just fucking be." And there's like a window right there. Beat off sessions in hotel rooms are so clinical. Like if it's over, it's like, yeah. Yep. It's like there's no one there to see it. There's no one there you hide it from. I've done, yeah. I've surgical I've, almost. I've forgotten towels before. You know, the towel you bring in, the little one, and I've just rolled over on the fucking sheets. <laughs> I'm just like, because this is not my, my, I'm not cleaning this. So this is someone else's Dude, fucking responsibility. Roll. Horrible. Horrible mess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fond of the gator roll myself. Just fuck it. Just what do I give a shit? Everywhere. I'm going to sleep. I wake up. I take a shower. What do I give a fuck? If it's they blacklighted a fucking hotel room, it would oh, glow in the dark. Oh, they've, done, they've done shows. They did one of those oh, inside really? editions, I think it was. One of those you know, expose TV shows, and they went into a hotel room. It was just like someone got oh, shot God. with a shotgun in every corner of the room. Did you hear like in the audio? Like, Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were a little shocked, whoa, especially the whoa. comforter was covered with shit and cum. Oh, my God. There was God. shit and cum on the comforter. Because you got to think, people are dirty, man. They take a shit, they don't wipe their ass that good, and they sit naked on the comforter. You know, and then uh, you drop a cookie oh on that comforter God. and you're eating it. When do you think they clean that comforter? Do they clean it once a week, even? No. Shit, they're not cleaning it every night. That's for goddamn it's sure. It's expensive. Yeah, and that thing's gross. That yeah, thing that has thing's got filthy. other people's balls and no assholes No matter how nice loads. Place you stay at it. I throw probably. my loads on the wall, remember? Yeah, he throws his loads on the wall when he what? goes to the hotel room. Yeah, just because I feel like, I, hey, I could throw my cum anywhere in this oh room and not have to God, clean it I've up. I've never heard that. <laughs> no? Dude, oh, oh, dude, that's so sad. It's you don't fun. feel for that poor lady when she walks in that room and she knows that oh, is a whole. Hey, wall. God, that's someone's mom. I think, all, I think all women love cum. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they all Some love it. Old it lady like, from Guatemala who walked here. Okay, she is not happy to clean your cum off a wall. God damn. Wouldn't it be great though if you walked into a hotel room one time and there's a lady just licking the wall, the, <laughs> like, like Willy Wonka's fucking finger yourself. 
<laughs> just She's down hot. there, just finger it blasting. It must have herself. happened. Someone out there. Someone. If must, I just thought of it, someone's yeah, done it. Before. Someone's must must have fucked like a, a hot maid in a hotel. Faberman did. I know really? that for a fact. Yeah, did this, he really? He's got a classic story. I can't even do it justice. But he came in. Faberman is a savage. He was beating off, and I think that she knocked, and and you know most people would go, "No, I'm good." But she, he's like, "Come on in, big." And she walked in, and he, I, I guess she was into it, and she just sat there or fucked him or whatever. They got involved with each other. It was great, but like wow. a filthy, Whoa. filthy like low rent fucking hotel. Ooh, yeah, that's taking a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talking about not knowing somebody before you fuck them? Trust me. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. like, boom, and that's not the first contact, time she's done do that. This. Oh yeah, oh, that girl's not a at whore. all. Not at all. Holy shit. You don't what? pick Favorman to be your first person. Maybe you do. Maybe he had the right formula. He maybe had the right amount of swagger, the right amount of oh uh, assholishness at, in the moment, you know, right amount of confidence. Oh, oh my Favorman's a savage. He really is. He's I a wish, fun dude. I, yeah, I, could, I can't do the story justice, so I won't tell the whole thing, but that's the gist of it. He fucked the fucking cleaning lady. <laughs> Faberman is an odd comic. He's one of those odd guys, like an angry dude. Yeah. You know, you're like, man, you know, this guy doesn't seem to have that comic personality. You know, like, <laughs> you know, a lot of comics, like, seem, like probably have been bullied when they were younger. Faberman does not seem like a guy no. who's been bullied. No, he's adopted. I think that's where it comes from. Oh. Yeah, his parents adopted him. So I think he's always kind of been like, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm just, I'm the fucking funny guy. Right, right, I'm also right. cool. You know, <laughs> a he's a good dude. He's fun to hang out with too. He really is. Did you ever see those videos where it's a guy that's uh, filming himself whacking off while uh, maids come into his hotel room? Oh, he has a setup. Wait, he when films he himself whacking off. Yeah, like he waits there so his dick is in perfect oh view God. of the bed, and he puts a camcorder behind him, and it's just a collection of videos <laughs> of women going. Oh! And like, oh, you and know, slamming the door. Yeah, and it's funny because you look at the style of each uh, maid. It's completely different. Like one's completely scared. One's like, I've seen this a million times. You know, one's just like, kind of looks at it for a while. Like, hmm. how many? <laughs> like a whole video? Uh, I think it's like fifty, maybe. Oh Holy shit! Yeah, this guy just beating off in front oh, of maids. It's the, the guy could go to jail for that. You know, that's like assault. <laughs> Absolutely. Wouldn't it be great if they the same us- lady came in like at the end? She's like, what again? <laughs> really? Like he's like, oh, what are the chances? <laughs> Fuck. Not yep. you again. They don't ever show his face. It's great. It's always like just dick in the front of the camera. That's hilarious. What if the guy had like a a distinguishing mold on his wrist or something like that and you could tell that it was definitely him? Yeah. If that's true, man, that guy could go to jail. Of course. Totally. You can't be just beating off in front of people, man. That's illegal. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that's it funny though. that you could someone could open the door and you could be rubbing your neck and no one has a problem with it? No, but you if could rub your nipples and even they would go, "Well, that's kind of weird." But yeah, but we he's get allowed it. to do that. Yeah, but if you rub your dick, that's like assault. Going to jail. <laughs> Going to fucking jail. I got walked in on in uh, Vancouver. I was in Vancouver and uh, the, I was naked in my hotel room eating breakfast. Uh huh. Just sitting down. You know, this fucking chick just knock knock opens the door right away. Really? Yeah, no just, time for the No time. I stood up. I go, I'm naked <laughs> And she just shut the door, slammed it, sorry and oh just my runs God. out of there. But I was like, What the fuck, man? I'm yeah. like right there. Bam. Fuck. You don't just knock and open the door. That's douchey. You yeah. don't even give someone a chance to respond. Then why knock? Just open yeah. the fucking door. Yeah, come on, hooker. It's ten o'clock in the morning. You don't know what's going on in here. You can't just do that. That's crazy. No. <laughs> You know, I know you're in a hurry to get home. What the fuck? Yeah, these rooms, I mean, there, there's always going to be more to clean. I'm going to fuck it up again. Do you, you leave tips back. for me? I do. Depends. I have, yeah, depends? I do. No, it depends on like, there are there sometimes I check in hotels. I put that do not disturb sign on right. for days. Me too. And then I'm like, I now I feel awful. 
You know what I'm saying? And then you leave a big tip. Then I leave a fucking gigantic tip because What's it's the like most you've ever left? A hundred bucks. I've done it horrible. <laughs> it's been horrible, dude. Like trays of different foods that I don't bring outside. Like one of those week trips where right, you're like, right, right. I'm here from Wednesday to Monday. Right. This is going to get dirty. That's cool, though, too, isn't it? Isn't it kind of a cool feeling to leave 100 bucks for the maid when you know the, the maid's going to come in there and she's going to check and she's going to go, holy shit, Yeah, this is fucking bucks? cool. Yeah. Can I tell you a, a quick story? Me, you, and him went to dinner one night at a fucking, where, the, what, the place across the street from the comedy store, the 24, the standard, standard. Uh, diner. Yeah. So we had dinner or whatever. That was the night we saw Rampage Jackson in a fur coat. That <laughs> yeah, that's right. No shirt. With three chicks. Yeah, with three chicks. He, he came walking out. I'm like, with no who shirt is this and a fur coat. And I didn't know yeah. who he was, but he knew you. He's yeah. like, hey, what's up? And he walks away. He has sunglasses on. Dude, it was it was like four in the morning. It's like out of a goddamn movie. You couldn't have fucking, you, you couldn't have scripted I that put that on better. television. Did you I really? Put, yeah, I put that on. I was doing the show uh, inside the UFC, uh-huh. and uh, I, I when I interviewed him, I said I want everybody. This I found this. This is at three o'clock in the morning in Hollywood. Really? Him Holy and he's got shit. these two girls with him, and he's got sunglasses on and a fur coat. I'm like, who the fuck is this, Pim? And I go, oh, Quentin. <laughs> I thought he had to be like some rapper or something. No, wait. Didn't he say? And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he say I had a baby last night? Didn't like one of his one of the girls he was with had a baby the previous night? <sighs> I swear I remember that. I don't remember, Do you remember that. that no, I don't. No, I, I, I think I asked. You might have just added like to the. No, I really don't think I did. Story. That's a problem with older stories, man. My memory's not that I, good. You start adding shit into it. From you don't the other even things. realize you add shit into it, or you subtract shit that was embarrassing to you. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. somebody else reminds you, and you go, "Oh, oh yeah." No. You know what I just remembered that I have to talk about that I just remembered. My friend Johnny. I used to have a, a friend who was uh, this crazy professional pool hustler. And he had a girlfriend who was a, a pool player too. And most girls that play pool are nuts. Ninety uh-huh. percent of them. Yeah. And ninety percent of all girls are nuts. Ninety percent of all guys are nuts too. We're yeah. all crazy. Well, anyway, this the girl used to. Uh, she used to fake seizures. Like what? she, she wanted attention so bad. She was so crazy. I, do you have proof that she did this? Oh, fucking for sure, she faked it. Faked a seizure. She would fake it. She would like fake falling down. Oh my god! Yeah, so that everybody would be like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And so my friend Johnny knew that she was doing this, so he'd look at me and go like this, like like he knew. He goes, oh, "I guess she had a seizure, huh?" Well. <laughs> I gotta see if I can wake her up. See if I can wake her up. And he starts smacking her in the face, oh. just a little too hard, just a little harder than you should be. Going, come on, honey. I hope you're okay here. Oh I hope you're okay. <laughs> He's smacking her in the face with his fucking heavy New York wow. accent, and she's like just flinching wh- wh- and wh- pretending to be seizuring. Yeah. <laughs> honey, come on. You okay? Don't make me call her. Oh, I guess we gotta call nine one one. So she she stays with this. They call nine one one. The fucking paramedics come. Okay. Uh huh. Paramedics come. She's huddled up in a corner by the pool table. And uh, they look at her and they go, this bitch isn't having a coma. She's not having a seizure. She's crazy. What are you doing? What's going on? What's, and she's like, um, what? And they go, what, what happened? Yeah, They're checking don't. your eyes. Yeah. They're like, she's fine. Nothing happened. What's going on here? Um, nothing. I just, I don't know what happened. I think I had a seizure. You didn't have a seizure. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> And then, what, how do you start lying? What and do you start the, saying? They're outside. They go. They're, so I, I follow them. I go. I got to hear what these guys going to say. Yeah. And they go, this fucking cunt is faking it. They're like, the fuck. I mean, it's, while they're there, okay, they're EMT guys. While yeah. they're there, they're ambulance guys. But as soon as they step it's out about, that pool hall, they're yeah. just dudes. Yeah. I'm like this fucking cunt is faking it. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> What a crazy bitch. And they get in the car and just drive off. That's the last thing I hear is the driver shaking his head going, what a fucking crazy bitch. 
dude, how many guys get just have to settle for that? Because they just the, you have to get laid. So what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to have nothing? If you hold out too long. And this is all I can get. All I get is crazy girls, okay? I, my nose is too big. My feet are too small. <laughs> my, I got a stomach I can't yeah. get rid of. This yep. is all I can get. Yep. Okay, I need something. This, this is, is all I can get. This is best case scenario for me. Shit. This fucking crazy bitch is faking seizures. <laughs> How do you how do you smash your head <laughs> on the ground and do you swallow? Don't you swallow your tongue during a seizure? Well, some people do. Yeah, it's very dangerous. You know, I've I've seen people seizure before. I saw a woman seizure on a plane once. That was the trippiest because it was uh, post nine eleven and no one knew how to handle oh, like any anything sort of that a happened crazy on a plane. situation. Yeah. And this lady was uh, in in the chair behind us. Like I heard noise first. Like I heard like okay, okay, okay. What do, okay? What how do what do we do here? What's going on? And I, so I I take my headphones on and I turn around and, and while I'm turning around, this woman is just oh, uh, uh, it's like she's gonna turn into the Exorcist. I'm watching her. I'm like, what if what if she becomes a werewolf right here? What if it's like, <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped on a plane with this fucking chick and her clothes are shredding there's, there's and hair's some dude everywhere. in the back going, really? Crazy red eyes. <laughs> and she just starts slaughtering the whole plane. On a plane? Yeah, the only the only person she doesn't slaughter is the pilot because she can't get in. She can't get past the door. So the <laughs> plane the lands. They open up the hatches from the outside and it's just a werewolf and bodies <laughs> just everywhere. Blood just pours out of the plane. He just he ate everybody on the plane. Dude, werewolves and on starts the plane. Blaming Al Qaeda. Werewolves on the plane. That's a good Samuel idea. Samuel Jackson, call him up. Yeah, we'll get Marky Mark to produce it. Brody <laughs> Stevens will be the announcer on the news. Brody, enjoy. You it. Never thought it would happen. <laughs> it's on a plane. <laughs> you don't get it. I'm real. <laughs> Leather exterior, cruise control in reverse. For you, to, who, the people in who are not in Southern California, do not know the pleasure that is watching mm. Brody Stevens do stand-up comedy. It really is a joy. He's fucking awesome. He's so unusual and 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 unique. Like his comedy style is so like if you saw it on paper, you go, "What's so funny about this? this is not funny at all." Yeah. But you see him and you can't stop repeating it. He could say the same joke a hundred times in a row. I still enjoy it every fucking time. Cadence. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. If I find if I go on after him sometimes, like I will like start to get it. Like you just sort of slide into that. Very contagious. What? Who are you looking at? Are you judging me? Don't you dare judge me voice in the darkness. Yes. Yes. Yes, I was a model in Pakistan. I did a lot of cover of Camel Beat. I fought in the Iraqi war. And sure, I was an Iraqi soldier, but that's not the point. It's so funny because he recently co-hosted the Adam Carolla podcast. Yeah. And every single message on the thing was like, this is the worst. This guy sucks. I hate this guy. I'm turning it off. And it's so amazing how the learning curve for Brody yeah. is, is sharp. Because when I first met Brody, yeah. I uh, was at the man show. And he would like open up the audience before the man show. And I remember being from Ohio, not living in California. And he was like a Nazi driver with clapping like i felt like i had to clap so much he's really and, good and, at it. and like me and my friends that were with us like i don't want to clap anymore but he's yelling at <laughs> us you know so my first impressions of brody was like this guy is so angry and mean. yeah it takes a while <laughs> to understand what brody's really all about yeah, it's great i've been in like crazy situations with him i've been I'm, yeah we've like because you know he plays baseball so we were on the roof of the palms he was doing best damn sports show in Vegas, and I happened to be gigging there. So we're on the roof of the Palm Storing with this pitcher, and 
because he was had an elbow surgery. So we're going back and forth, Brody and I, with the with this guy Danny Nagel, and the guy throws me the. I make him throw the ball, and like he goes like two feet to his right, and Brody goes, "Don't embarrass me. Throw it. <laughs> He's a major leaguer. Throw it to his chest." And the guy's like, "It's okay. It's not a big deal. Don't embarrass. I brought you into the inner circle here." <laughs> Don't show me well, up. And for him, that's very serious too. Of course, dude, that that's he's more, a fucking serious pitcher. I think if you if you gave him the option to give it all up tomorrow, comedy everything, and just you could be a minor league baseball player, he would pack it all in. Really? Yeah, I think he would have given it all up. How close was he to being able to he play? He went to Arizona State. He went on a, on, a, on a scholarship. Like he was very good. He was like a Division One baseball player. He's a pitcher, right? Pitcher, but then I think he had like elbow surgery, and then it just never really recovered after. <sighs> that. that was probably like early mid to early 90s and they didn't have like the same kind of they didn't have the good shit that they have now yeah when they fixed you up back then you were still jacked yeah you were still like i don't know this this may not work out yeah like if they did acls back then i have a friend who uh is he was on the u.s ski team and he had like some ungodly number of knee surgeries really more than 11 i think he had like 16 i think there were 16 knee surgeries all told he actually has metal parts in his knee now where like his calcium or his um cartilage rather had rotted away Uh been chewed up so much that they had to cover it with stainless steel so now it's stainless steel over stainless steel. So it doesn't touch bone on bone anymore. It touches oh steel God. on steel. Yeah, it's incredible. I think that's the roughest one on your knees, the skiing. Yeah. It's well, all back your then, fucking knees. His, he was in the ski team in the 80s. And yeah. so the operations they did on your knees then were ungodly. Both of his legs looked like, like he was a fish. Like they just oh. opened him up. Jesus. Yeah. You, have, you have ACLs, right? Both. Both, both? replaced. But all modern style. Like everything works great. Yeah. It's no problem at all. I Monkey the ones? Did they give you like, no, no? They take you monkey. Don't they do no, that now? They, they take cadavers. They don't. Take, they can't take it from other animals. Oh, really? Yeah, they can't do anything from other animals. Didn't they transplant a pig heart though? Or they tried? Yeah, I thought they were doing that. The valve, or is it a pig yeah, valve? A valve or yeah, something, something like, that? like that, like a valve. Yeah, pigs apparently are very similar biologically to people. But yeah, they uh, this one is um, with a piece of a dead guy. It's a cadaver. Oh, really? Yeah, basically the cadaver just, from what I understand, acts as scaffolding, and this this cadaver. When it's put in place, all the other tissue grows around it, and then eventually that tissue forms its own mm-hmm. its own ligament in place of it. Is that a donor thing? Yeah, it's a donor thing. So it's if you dudes. mark donor, yeah, they can yeah, take whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, they could take it. You could get it. It's from good. It. Yeah, it's, they take an Achilles tendon because it's a bigger, thicker tendon. Uh-huh. And they rebuild it. It's actually better than the original knee. But like with 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 like pitchers and shit like that, when those guys blow their elbows out and blow fucked. their shoulders out, fuck man, that's such a horrible movement. That movement of throwing a ball it's really violent. fast, yeah, it really rips your shit apart. Yeah, it's horrible. Which is why it's incredible when you think about Nolan Ryan, the fact that old yeah. dude was pitching like till he was like and, fucking 40 and he probably right? he was ninety percent not on steroids or something like that. Yeah, they didn't have like barbecue, the, yeah. Texas barbecue. That's what he was on. <laughs> Yeah, there's a dude, David Wells, who's like six foot five, two hundred ninety pounds, and he just yeah. threw till forty two. He just had like a rubber arm, Jesus big fat lefty, Christ. never in shape. Threw a perfect game, <laughs> never in shape. Like that guy would not. He could be like a cop, like he'd be the cop on the subway. They just like post him up in the subway where it's like he doesn't have to run that much. Right. Just fucking put him on the subway. <laughs> just block the, the just make sure style. nobody smokes pot in this car particular. Don't right. have to go to other fucking cars. Just right, stay in right. this one. That's what this guy was like. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's you, a lot of fat dudes like that that play baseball. It's kind of funny when you stop and think about it. Like yeah. that's one sport where you could just have a gut. Yeah, you can literally have a, <laughs> that golf. 
Just a fat guy. Well, there's a guy who fights in the UFC. His name is Roy Nelson. Roy I saw the, Nelson. the, the uh, what was it, the uh, the show he was on. He came in like second. Yeah. Did he win? He won. He, he won. won. Okay. He won the ultimate fighter. He's got a, a tremendous gut, uh, an epic gut. What's the matter, Brian? But he used it, right? Just mad internet problems. Are we on? Are we on? Uh, it's recording to iTunes, so don't worry about it. But uh, What did you just Ustream's, disconnect? Ustream's going in and out. So. Is it really? Yeah, so I've been trying to fix it the whole time. Tried everything on this end, so it must be internet end. Oh, but it's recording on iTunes right now. Okay, so don't worry about it. <clears throat> yeah, but is it back on UStream or is I, it off air? I'm checking right now. Hmm. It keeps on going, it keeps on disconnecting and going on and off. So, is this there anything is a running? Setup, though. Is there anything running on uh, any of your computers that's like streaming stuff? No, no, know? nothing streaming, man. Cool. We have a uh, mine. My, my uh, internet's up, dude. Okay, it's back on right now. But it, it goes, okay. it's been going back on and off. So okay, yeah, we got. I got. Pro- Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, do you have to listen to this? We got uh, some problems with cable. I think I think cable might suck. Cable internet. How do you do? You like that AT and T universe you're using? That I, now, right? I really do. I mean, That's it's what a, I have it's, too. it's a little touchy here and there once in a while. Like if you use like HDMI cables and you have everything set up high techly, right? It uh, it fucks up a lot. And like it's crazy. It fucks up how? Um, well, see the thing that they're having right now, they're having a lot of sound issues with uh, the UStream. So like uh, that it's either like a couple seconds with off. UStream. I mean, sorry, not UStream. UVerse. UVerse. Uh, it's <clears> like a couple so- uh, seconds off. Like the lip syncing. Pro- couple problem. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, there's problems like that, and they're fixed right now. They've it's since they opened up or whatever, they have uh, had the same problem. They're fixed right now. It's just to downgrade your audio to just like regular, you know, yellow, white. What? And I'm like, all right, you have like this high tech digital thing, and, and cable has no problems like this. You have this high tech thing, but you want me to go audio left channel, right channel? Really? Yeah. They want you to downgrade your audio so that it that's, syncs up. That's their fix to their audio issues Whoa. using HDMI or optical. Oh well, uh, well, fuck that. Yeah, that's you're ridiculous. I mean, but I mean, it's not every de- day. Like once a once a week or something like that, you'll be like, "Ugh, it's a second off." All right, I'm in bed. I don't give a shit. You know? Really? Yeah. That drives me nuts, man. I can't watch interviews where they're talking and it's a second off. It it literally makes me blow a fuse. Yeah. I can't watch it. I can't. I, I can't focus on anything else. You know, I'm like, how do I know that this is even what he's really saying? Dude, because I've done that in second- porn. You ever do that in porn where you're uh, on um, like XNXX and like the sound will be three seconds off? And, and I'm like, wait, she it? just mouthed that. I know, like, I can't. I got to turn it off. Yeah, turn off the volume though, right? I don't need volume. I don't need to hear what you're I, saying. I'm a, I, I need to hear. Do you? Yeah. But- I could probably, if I could see, just see and jerk off, I would probably <laughs> last longer than if I just heard and jerked off. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so you're one of those dudes who would call like a phone sex line? I don't Maybe. I don't know. I've, no, I've never done it. <laughs> Can't yeah, call you? a 900. I think I'm just probably just would never fucking ever do that. I probably would. <laughs> fuck, like with, the, with technology now. Maybe if I was, <clears throat> if this was like 75, I'd be like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to call one of those fucking numbers. I but called one of those numbers when I was a kid. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I was like 16 or 17 because I was still living at home. And uh, I called one of those numbers, and uh, I was beaten off while I called. Mm-hmm. And right whenever when she answered, when she was like, "Yes, may I help you?" I'm like, oh, I just came all over myself. Wow. <laughs> I was like so nervous that I was doing this. I felt so dirty and stupid and weird. Yeah, you were I'm just calling. And I'm like, how am I? What, how do you do this? I don't even know what I do. Does mm-hmm. it cost money? Where does the money go to? Is it Did it get billed to your house? Bill? Right? I don't know. Oh my god! I know. Just what a what a fucking creepy thing. Beaten off on the phone, calling somebody up. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say nasty shit to you so you could beat off on the phone. Remember Marilyn Martinez used to do that. Yeah, which is hilarious. Marilyn 
God bless her soul. I know. Was a very funny woman. But uh, <clears throat> it's the best way to put this. Um, she's very, uh, very large. Yeah. And uh, she's a bigger woman. Yeah. Bigger woman. You would, you would, you know, hope that the woman on the other end did not look like this. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would say to yourself, yeah, just it in was my cliche mind, it almost. Yeah, it wasn't what, yeah, what I was hearing. And she was good at it too. She'd she would tell was, you what she would say. Oh, all yeah. All sorts of dirty shit. Filthy, dude. With that Mexican accent. With <laughs> damn dirty shit. Like, there's nothing that you could say or think that, like, tell her to say that she hasn't, like, wouldn't be like, all right, I'll say that. That's yeah. no problem. Yeah. She's not going to, you're not going to offend her. Yeah. She was, uh, she was one of those old school comedy star veterans as well. She was always there. I know. Always at that place. What a fucking strange place that is. That's one of those places, man, where you know you, you get away from it for a few years, like I've been, and then you just step back and look at it and you go, what a strange-ass fucking club that is. But you know what, though? it's I don't know how you feel, but I just feel like no matter what, I probably wouldn't be who or where I am right now if it wasn't for that place. You would be. <clears throat> You'd be no matter where you went on stage. You think so? Yeah. I mean, sure, that place is interesting. Because I think that place <clears throat> kind of builds a different muscle that a lot of other... I see other comics that don't have it. Well, it's not necessarily all good. No, <laughs> like, no, no. A lot of yeah. it is like there's an anger to the, the oh, kind, yeah. type of comedy store comedy. You know, that's sometimes not necessary, it's, but a lot of it's there because you're dealing with all these idiots in the audience, you mm-hmm. know? There's no crowd control in that place. No. <clears throat> I've it never really worked isn't. at a... Major name club like that before that has no manager in the back who's quieting people and keeping everybody <laughs> calm. There's nothing going on there. Yeah, the inmates run the asylum. Oh, there. my God. But they don't even anymore. It used to be that they did. But now they yeah. like try to actually manage it. Mm-hmm. And there's people who make decisions and tell the comics what to do. And, and now it gets bizarre. And now they're, you know, Ari's been told many times to clean up his act. And, yeah. Yeah, and he can't go on after certain people or before certain people. Or before people. certain people, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah no, it's it's changed. I mean, I feel... Like, I still love the place, and I go there. Um, they treat me really well. I just, you know, it, there's a new generation there. I feel like I'm one of the older guys now. Well, I, I, I've seen that happen over You know, the when course. I first came there in 1994, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. When, I, when I first came there, I'd heard about the comedy store. It was like, to me, it was like Mecca. It was like, that was like, when I was in Boston, you would always hear about, you know, Richard Pryor performed at the comedy store in L.A. That was the place where everybody went. So for me, it was like, important to get a TV show and everything. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm on TV. But what was really important to me is like, wow, I'm a paid regular at the comedy yeah. store now. Yeah. You know, and I get to go there all the time. This is like the club. But when I went there, I'd see like James Stevens the Third singing, and fucking, you know, I'd see like a bunch of shit that was like just really subpar, oh, horrible, horrible comics that have just should have, you know, stopped a long time ago. And this is the only club that they still perform at. I, that's a big I worked thing the there. cover booth there before you started doing this normal Saturday nights, and dude, the lineup for twenty bucks was like La Mer, La Boga, <laughs> Anon Shalani, Amy Ashton, and you were like, and <sighs> people would come up to me like this an hour into the show. Hollywood on yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. People come up to me after an hour and be like, can I have my $20? Like, you've robbed me. Like, you, you give yeah. me my $20 back. Yeah. And I couldn't look him in the eye because I knew that it's it torture. was horrific. Horrific. There's no other club like that in the whole city, in the whole country. No. If you went to Catch in New York back in the day, you know, and you went on a Friday night lineup, you know, in the heyday of comedy in New York, you would see all these great guys. You'd see David Tell. You'd see all these guys coming up and doing sets. In the comedy store, in like especially like in the late nineties, yeah, there was like it was dark, man. You know, yeah, it was, it was dark. There was some bad times. You know, there wasn't a lot of like good talent there. 
And that's when uh, Mencia started coming up, and that's when Eddie Griffin... Eddie Griffin had already done an HBO special. He was already pretty popular, mm-hmm. really popular amongst black people. And it was before he really completely went insane, too. He was like <laughs> much I more never, rational. Yeah, that sucks. I never... Because I heard from a lot of people that when that guy wanted to turn it on... Like there was a switch you never saw. You I never, never saw got to see that, dude. I've never seen him be like, "Good night, my name's Eddie Griffin." Good night, and dude. I've it's seen always it. been just people walking out and in four, five, ten hour sets where you're like, oh, "Fuck, dude, why did I never get that shit?" What y'all don't know, okay, is that there's gold at the bottom of the World Trade dude. Center towers, and that the trains was running all night. Dude, me and Ari are in the back row one time. I swear to God, there's about four people in the audience. And he goes like this. He goes, you don't think the government was part of 9-11? Pentagon. Penta. 9-9-11. Nobody says a fucking word. I turn to Ari and go, are you going to raise your hand or am I to tell this fucking guy that Penta means fucking five? What is wrong with this guy? Like, nobody says a word. And then he tagged it with, suck my dick. And it was like, that was it. People going crazy. I was like, Ari, suck my dick. But I heard him fuck a chick one time in the main room bathroom, dude. He crushed this girl. That was like my only way of ever seeing him kill. Like, fucking, he destroyed this fucking girl. What happened? Me, Ari, and Freddie Soto listened to this dude fuck this girl in oh, the fuck her. Oh, dude, he fucked her. <laughs> she fucking was cr- crying, dude. And he would be oh, bitch, just fucking killing this girl's pussy for about, I don't know, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the closest I'll ever get to him listening dude, to him when I first kill. started coming wow. there, he, was, uh, he would have sets. Every now and then, he would have sets where he'd come in and really just get it together. And you, you, you saw like what the potential was. He, he could have been like an all-time great. Yeah, it would have been for real all time great. You ever see his HBO set? The no. HBO set? Woo! I don't know how it holds up today. I haven't watched it in a long time, uh-huh. but I remember watching it, going, "God damn, this fucking dude's got talent." Oh, really? He was powerful, man. Yeah, it was like he was doing like whatever it was, like ten minutes or something like that, and just went out. Oh, it might have been a half an hour. Might have okay. been HBO half hour. No, I'm not sure what he did, uh-huh. but I remember the set. I remember, I remember him just destroying. Really, and I remember like almost being like like you know like taken aback. Like, yeah. wow, that's out there. That's, this is different that's out level there in LA. Shit. This is another level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was man. He he could have been, but he was like the the shining star of that club back then. It was fucking dark, man. Those are dark days. That was. It was you know. It was him and, and Carlos and Dice and. It's just weird when you you realize what it's what you think it is when you're living in Boston. You're gonna get there. It's gonna be this perfect place mm-hmm. where it's all about the art and there's gonna be all these incredible comics and everyone's gonna grow and learn from each other. And you get there and people are singing on stage and just <laughs> stupid shit with you know that that they've been doing for like. 20 years the same set and like wow oh, yeah. this is so weird man because of strange loyalties that go way back <sighs> fucking packs with you know if we all make it we'll all help each other out there's like i heard so many stories remember harris yeah told yeah. me the story about him and letterman and, oh he would and always Leno. say that it's all he would ever say those guys said they were gonna come and get me those yeah, guys said like they were literally help. like strange like, packs that's why like people you know like argus is there all at nine fifteen. just like weird deals with with what who's happened. more bitter than harris I don't know anyone. I could, no one. I'm sure. Never met anyone. Dude, I never met a guy negative. that hate like hated everything. Like yeah, he, would, everything. I would be like, oh, how is Billy Crystal? One of the worst human beings I've ever <laughs> met in my life. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. When that guy would give you a compliment. You know, I would throw people out of the comedy store whenever I throw people uh-huh. out. I would buy everyone in the crowd a shot. <laughs> That's amazing. I would. I remember whole, that. I would now. spend thousands of dollars. Yeah, I remember that. <coughs> you like it would. You feel like it got all right. It got weird in here. We all re- realize it's weird. Why don't we fucking just chill out? <laughs> yeah. 
Everyone, let's do a shot, and then fucking we'll move on, and I'm we'll like, have we'll fun. do this together in yeah, the spirit yeah, yeah. of friendship. This doesn't have to happen. I'm like, this is only happen- happening because there's douchebags in the world. That's it's it. not happening because I want to be angry at somebody. Like, we should be having a good time here. You know, even if we don't agree with each other, we could. We should be enjoying our company. We should be having fun. It should like when someone's yelling at you and someone's heckling. And yeah, so it like, throws it off for everything. It's, kind, it's just cunt shit. It's just you're an asshole. Period. If you don't like something, if I'm at a, at a show that I don't enjoy, I'll just leave. Get up and leave. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no problem with getting up and leaving. So I totally understand it. But by coming in the door and paying money, or wh- whether you paid money or didn't pay money, you're you're basically saying, okay, I'm a- along with all these other people to watch what we're, we're gonna, making an agreement. And yeah, and we're gonna be sit here and we're gonna watch it, and either we're gonna enjoy it or not enjoy it. But we'll do it as a group. And if you don't, if you want to separate yourself from the group, then fucking get out and leave yes. without having to be like, I'm going to speak for the rest of us by saying, I don't like this. It's like, well, then you are not speaking for all of us. Speak for yourself by getting up quietly and fucking leaving. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean. There's that. I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever it is. It's always that the person wants to be the center of attention. It's always that. No one yells something out unless they're trying to get a bunch of people around them to laugh or they want to disrupt the show. They want to do something that calls attention to themselves. Yeah. Undo attention. So they're always disbalanced. Well, the, where, where it came from, the, the Harris Pete story, this is the connection, was that I, Harris never said a good thing to me ever. You know? Ever. <laughs> yeah. But I would buy the whole crowd like a shot and he goes, tell you what, I've been here for 30 years. I've never saw anybody do that before. Not Pryor, not Kinnison. It was a classy move. <laughs> and that's it. And he, but he didn't even look me in the eye when he said no, it. He was like, so reluctant. Okay, fine. You know? Yeah. You're a classy man, gentle. Just like, bitterness, wow. man. No one, no one. He hated everything. Yeah. But at that place, man, you had to deal with so many douchebags. There were so many assholes in the audience. No, that, like, people I know. always say, like, oh, there's all these videos of you dealing with hecklers. Like, why are you so good at dealing with hecklers? Like, you have to be. <laughs> If you want to work at the comedy These store, are, you, have you have to, to learn how to deal with hecklers. Because, first of all, you're dealing with a very specific kind of heckle. Mm-hmm. This is a big percentage of the hecklers. Not all of them, but a good percentage of them are the failed actor heckle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that really wanted to come out here and make and a fucking splash. Didn't fucking and happen. The dreams are dashed against the rocks, and they're drunk, and you're on stage. Yep. And there's some there's some real bitterness to that. Oh. That's a that's a, a confrontational asshole heckle that you get at the comedy store where you don't get anywhere else. No. Well, if you're if Steve Renazzi from the league is fucking in Pittsburgh, they're gonna go, holy shit, that guy. I love your show. Great, you're yeah, here right appreciate now. Appreciate it. In Hollywood, they look at you like this fucking could have yeah. been me. It could yeah, have been me. Up exactly. There. This guy pulled the right number. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Well, you got your lucky and you're special. It's the worst, dude. What are you the doing, worst. Brian? Switching cables. Switching cables. Are we disconnected from the internet again? It keeps on disconnecting. But it was on for me, bro. Yeah, but it's been giving me errors and closing down Ustreams, saying errors connecting the server and stuff like that. Here. See, I keep on getting disconnected from the server. All right, let's just stop playing with it. It is what it is. All right. Okay. For the, the iTunes, it'll be perfect. Maybe it'll make us have more iTunes downloads. Okay, it's on right I get obsessed with my iTunes number. Do you really? No, I don't give a fuck. You don't care. I, I do give a fuck a little bit. Are you enjoying? Because I've 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 watched like ten. I was telling Brian, are you enjoying doing it? It's it fun looks as like fuck. you're looking. You're having yeah. fun. Yeah, we enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. It's it's you know it's so easy. You just you just set up, smoke a joint, and you talk, talk about some shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. How many conversations in the back alley of the comedy store, that back parking lot? How many great, great conversations? Did Unbelievable. We get back then? Unbelievable. If those were on tape, forget it. Be classics. Yeah. With some classic times. That's one of the reasons why I hired Brian in the first place. To, to Just to get all the stuff. All that stuff. That, like, the fun conversations would always take place. 
I mean, it's like when you get a chance to hang out with, you know, other comedians. I mean, how often do you get a chance to just hang out? I'm just having those kind of nights where shit would just kind of all happen around yeah. the same time, and it would be like one thing leads into another, yep. and this thing happens. <laughs> fucking incredible! It's a magical. That was one thing about that place. It was like a magnet for freaks. It was a magnet oh for my, like, like a homing beam that they would just shoot out. Like remember the that Batman hooker, cell. Brian? Yeah. The hooker came back and just told us her whole deal. She goes on Craigslist and puts on pads. And remember that whole thing? Yeah. She, all on camera. She's telling us the whole story. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember that crazy girl that got mad at you for an- or checking your phone to see what time it was? Oh or yeah, like yeah. We made a video of that too. Yeah, she got so angry. Somebody, somebody called me and I and I was talking to her and I looked at my phone and all of a sudden she started freaking out at me because I looked at my phone. What? Yeah, it was like because I, you looked I, at your phone. Rude. I'm like, I don't even know you. This could be my mom. Yeah, you know, like what the fuck? You're the most important person in my life, as opposed to you, who I just bitch. met fucking four minutes Listen, ago. I, you're very nice, but look, this, this shit might be important. Can oh you imagine God. if during that time what you guys are talking about, like iPhone? fours were available all the videos that yeah. people would have in their pocket back then yeah it would I know. Be so much it's pretty crazy to think that that was just a few years ago and right. the, the the whole landscape has radically changed it's yeah. been like what you yeah know? four years and and now you can literally videotape an hour and a half conversation in hd and and twitter it to yeah. hundreds of thousands of people in minutes. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the craziest thing ever. And it's only the beginning. It's going everywhere, too. Like, when I went to see DeAntward at Kimmel, everybody had their iPhone 4s, H3s, everyone right. recording HD quality video now, yeah. front row, and immediately uploading it to YouTube. It's totally <laughs> changed. Yeah. When altogether. I go on stage now, I, I'll see 20, 30 phones up in Do the you, audience. Yeah. I see it all the time. Can you imagine that shit like during Led Zeppelin's God, you know, or the the doors even, or the, you know, (sighs) that would have been insane. See some Jimi Hendrix live. You know, Phil Hartman used to tell me a story about when Phil was a kid, when he first came to Hollywood, he was uh, working as like a, like an assistant, you know, Mm -hmm. at, at concerts. And I think it was at the Roxy. I think he said the Roxy. And Jimi Hendrix was on stage. And uh, he had to keep his hands on the speaker to keep the, keep it from getting knocked over into the crowd. So that was his job, to stand there on the speaker like with his hands up like this while Jimi Hendrix was playing on stage four feet in front of him. Wow. He just got to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's and amazing. he was a huge, huge, huge fan. So for him, he was like, he just like he's like standing in front of God, and Jimmy Hendrix. Was, meow, 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 Fucking, meow, that's crazy. Meow, 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 meow. Nobody was jamming like that. If he, you get to pull out this time machine and just videotape this fuck, fucking thing, I mean, that's you, what happens now. You want to talk about a guy who like literally like reinvented the way music sounded, like Jimi Hendrix songs, like Voodoo Child. Yeah, who nothing. The fuck ever played guitar like that before. No, no one. I mean, it's so distinctively his, like the Star Spangled Banner. Nobody can, nobody does that like him. Even when they do it, it, it sounds like contrived. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to like sound cool with your guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had a way of playing. It didn't sound like he was trying to be cool with his guitar. It was like it was like raw energy coming out like of. He his didn't know body. what was next. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't know what song, what he exactly. how he was going to play the next. Yeah, line he or wasn't whatever. trying to show you how badass he is with the guitar he was letting all this badass shit flow through him it was very genuine you know there's like a lot of guys that are like really good like i know people get into them and they like oh, boy this guy can shred you know they play a steve vi cd like dude he fucking shreds mm. nothing for me does nothing I yeah can't, i can't listen to it it's like i understand that it's a technically you know he's really good at it he's moving he's, his fingers extremely fucking fast. badass yeah with this guitar thing but it doesn't do shit for me yeah but you would listen to like voodoo child mm-hmm. you know just the beginning yeah you know, the beginning yep. it's something pure about it man you can tell when someone nails it you can tell when someone really hits that pure vein you know where it's like whatever the fuck is coming out of them there's no pretense to it at all 
You know, that's one of the things, you know, going back to the comedy store that was great about that club was those late night sets where there was like fucking six people in the audience. Magic. Magic, man. How much Holtzman. crazy shit did we see? Diaz. You remember Diaz. Diaz taking off his shirt? I don't know if you were there for this night. It was in the main room. There was maybe five, six people in the audience and the comics, okay? Okay. Then maybe not even five, maybe four. Okay, four people. I believe it was two couples, and then and then comics. Uh-huh. And Joey goes on stage and has War Pig playing Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. He takes his fucking shirt off. Okay, and he's what three fifty, three seventy five, three hundred seventy five pounds Beautiful. with his shirt off and belting out the lyrics in tune to War Pig. <laughs> And everyone's going nuts. People are, people are fucking arms up in the air. Comics are screaming, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, he just he just nailed it. You know, it was just he was in the groove where he didn't give a fuck. I know. He just purely didn't give a fuck. Those sets and they could they could happen on a on a they were like it was a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Like one out of every three would be like so you had to see all of them because you didn't want to miss that fucking 33 percent where it was just like dude you fucking yes. missed diaz last night how he many was doing times? the finger thing but he only went like <laughs> the, 12, thing. the fucking little and but there was only like they were and they were quick they were yes. like 12 minutes like he power fucked you for yeah. 12 minutes because then after that it was like <laughs> I'm, I'm literally running out yeah. of fucking like energy slash mental capacity yeah. to fucking keep this up all right good night the diaz would leave a void too oh, when dude. he would crush like that on stage he would leave a hole that the next guy that Poor fuck. No matter what he did, he's not going to fill that hole. Dude, when I first started watching you, I was like, I because I saw Diaz before I saw you, and then when, when I, I saw you, I'm like, this guy's going after Diaz. What fucking balls! And like, you would do it on a on a regular basis, and I was like, that's how fucking you get really because how the fuck? Like, what what kind of energy? No matter what you say, is not going to be as filthy as what he just said <laughs> in the way he said it. And when he fucking lit it up, you were like, this is fucking tough to fucking go on after. It was but crazy. that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's why I take Joey on the road with me. He's oh coming. We're God. in Austin, Texas next week. That's a, that's he does a half an hour and destroys, oh and then he brings God. me up. It's great. Jeez. That's the way to do it, man. I know, I know. That's the way to do it for two reasons. One, because it makes me laugh, because nobody makes me laugh like him. He's yeah. so crazy. It's just with the shit that he says is so ridiculous. He's so over the top. You just, talk about someone who really, like, well, you were talking about Hendrix, like, has no idea yeah. what's coming out of his mouth no next. Idea. But no and, and or how he's going to say it, or even what topic he's going to talk about. But you know, it's yeah. going to be inside of him. It's coming from fucking his soul. Yeah, he's a savage. He's a real savage. Yeah, like I would talk about it on stage, but these are all true things that he doesn't know how old he is. Joey's. I watched him tape a CD the other day. He recorded a CD. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's going to do another one that didn't work out that good. Uh-huh. But um, it, there was a lot of really funny shit on it though. But one of the things that was hilarious is his, his age. He's like, guys, I'm 40 years old. I'm 40 years old, guys. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm 45 years old, guys. <laughs> he literally doesn't know how fucking old he is. I mean, he, his, it changes with the time. If you ask him, how old are you? I'm uh, 44, 44, 45, 46, 47. What the fuck, cocksucker? What's with the questions? Where's the reefer, bitch? What do you give a fuck how old I am? What are you, the IRS? You're wearing a wire? He's like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? He just believes whatever age he is at that fucking time. He's like, no, we have a baby. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know how old he is, but I do know that until like 2000 and like one or two or whatever it was, when he, whenever he moved in with Terry, uh-huh. you never knew where the fuck that guy was. No. He had a pager. He didn't even have a cell phone. He had a pager. And if he lost that pager, he fucking vanished, man. <laughs> he, went, he didn't have an address. He was sleeping on people's couches. So where, where the fuck was Joe Diaz? Nobody knew where he Nobody. was. It was just straight up guesswork. Cryptic. Man. But, yeah. but prob- I would love to you know, be around at that time. Yeah. Just be on the fucking road with him. 
Dude, he's be inside he's of him. Goddamn classic. <laughs> what? Be inside wait, 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 that didn't come <laughs> out fuck, right. Bro. I'd love to be inside <laughs> of him. The fuck, bro. Hold on, that, that got creepy. Oh, fuck. yeah. I know, but you imagine if Kinda you could be Joey it. Diaz for a day? You imagine? Uh, just fucking yeah. <laughs> wake up in the morning, just look in the mirror, and like, oh, oh shit, yeah, I'm Joey Diaz. Here we go, cocksucker. Here we go. Dude, make the most movie. out of this. That'd be a great movie. But you're not yeah. in control. You're Joey's. It's Joey's brain running the fucking show. You Whoa. just got like being John Malkovich eyes. Like you know, you're just coming out of him. Like it would really wait, be Where are we premise, going right now? A good premise for a movie. If you had a guy who's like a fitness freak and his friend or his brother was Joey Diaz. And so the guy who was the fitness freak somehow or another through some fucking miracle of science says, listen, I'm trying to convince you that if you could be me for a day, if you could use my body for a day, uh-huh. um, you would understand how important it is to, to have physical fitness yeah throws th- so through some weird science fucking ridiculous shit that no one would ever believe they get to swap bodies but joey won't give the body back fuck you cocksucker <laughs> you stupid asshole i got your body now bitch i'm staying in this fucking thing i got this personality and this body god damn <laughs> you know and then the poor guy is now he's you know got the mind of a, a meathead and his, he's got this fat body and no personality and he can't get laid and he discovers that his personality sucks more than Joey's body sucks. That's it. That's, that's the fucking. That's, that's the movie. The touching man. part at the end. Yeah, the end. He blows his brains out in the swimming pool. <laughs> that's what he does. Oh my Shotgun in the mouth in the swimming pool. Yeah, we, <laughs> the end. Oh fade God. to black. Just the, the blood going out into the water. Yeah, credits fade to black sun. So uh, I was saying that I keep getting these uh, before that I keep getting these fucking invitations to these like festivals. These 2012. It's all over festivals. The, these 2012, you know, like we know what's going to happen things mm-hmm. or the seminars where people are going to speak on the great changes ahead. Like there's a, there's a lot of nutty motherfuckers out there that are like really, truly predicting that the world is going to end in 2012. Like they really do believe. And where, where, where do they get this? Where, where the, where's their stuff coming from? Well, there's a bunch of different schools. You know, there's the Mayan calendar school. Yeah. The Mayan calendar is that they, December 21st, 2012 is the end of a long count. So it's supposed to be some new age and it's all open to interpretation. Uh-huh. Who knows what the fuck the Mayans were saying by the end of an age or a new age coming? Well, who knows whether or not it means anything to the, to the people? It might be something that means something to the planet. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? So there's, there's those people, and then there's, there's, the, um, so there's people that have misinterpreted that, and they think that it's some sort of a doomsday calendar. And then there's the Terrence McKenna crowd who think that 2012 is going to be some crazy new technological innovation, like a fucking warp between this world and another, or some, some, something crazy, some inventions. Uh-huh. But everybody's banking on this being like happening like real soon, you know? Oh, God. It's like such a common thing, and they have these meetings, and they sit down, and they speak about it, and everyone talks about you know sustainable farming and being prepared to start your own currency, and you know, and, and have do a they want with you, a small they, group of people. Do they want to meet with you in private to talk, or they no, want they you want to, to speak? Talk. They want me to go speak. They want to fucking, yeah, there's some of these. So then your they thing would be speak. like, look, I, I kind yeah. of don't know if you're. What, what it is, but I don't know if you're right either, so... Yeah, that's the answer. The yeah. answer is no one knows what the fuck is going on. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, just <laughs> These Mayans couldn't even predict their own demise, okay? The Mayans disappeared yeah. a thousand years ago. So what what good are all those stupid calendars if they didn't even know that they would go extinct? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like scattered It's Mayans. all going to be over in 2012. We're not going to be here. Yeah, we're, we're going to gone a long time before that, but, you know, you guys, look out for yourselves. Be careful. We don't want you to see you get hurt. They really want you to go, though. I get these invitations, these things, and they're hilarious. I uh, I would go and just start making fun of everybody. Anybody with yoga beads, fuck you. <laughs> 
Fuck you and your yoga beads and your crystals. Are you wearing a crystal with a, a leather thing around your neck? Hmm. Nice. What, is, what does that mean? It's actually hemp rope. I'm a vegan. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's hemp. Dude, living in Colorado, that whole vegan thing seems so ridiculous when a mountain lion eats your dog. When I was living in Colorado, I lived, you know, I moved to Colorado yeah, for like yeah, three yeah. months. A mountain lion ate my dog. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw the mountain lion before it oh, ate the dog. Oh, God. I saw, we saw a bunch of shit. I saw a lot of deer. I saw turkeys. I saw, just you see animals. One, one bear ate this guy's car. Ate this guy's Excuse car. Me? In the neighborhood, a bear got into this guy's car. And, you know, you think, well, if you leave food in your car, then the bear is going to eat the food. No, the bear eats the car. They don't know what seats are. They don't know if leather's edible. <laughs> they don't know what a dashboard is made out and of. And they just eat so he everything. ate everything. He ate the car, just took chunks out of the dashboard. It was like 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 someone just went in with a giant claw hammer and just started mangling the whole inside of the car. Everything, Wires steering and shit. wheel, just tore it apart, tore seats apart. They're so fucking strong. Anybody living in that sort of an environment and understanding the real nature between animals and men, like you wouldn't eat those. <laughs> you really want to keep those these fucking crazy things around? You want yeah. you want bears to eat your car? Yeah. So they have to get one when they when that happens. They have to capture that bear or kill it. Do they have to? Oh, they have to kill it. Yeah. Once they start coming around and eating garbage, they have two options: capture it or kill it. We went to a zoo there and we saw these fucking big, crazy ass grizzly bears. And those were bears that they had to capture. They they just started eating people's garbage, you know, like Yellowstone Jesus. or someplace like that. They start eating people's garbage, and then once they get used to it, they understand that this is there's always going to be a food source here. You can't get rid of them. And so you have this fucking. 900,000 pound fucking wild animal that will eat you. It will eat you. Oh, yeah. For They'll sure. Eat people. They eat people all the time. It's just they have to, they have to either uh, be in danger or they think their children are in danger, so they'll attack you. Or they've eaten a person before and they know how and easy they, it is. They know, yeah. Yeah. There's no fight. I mean, it's not like, you know, people are so stupid about that whole animals eating people thing. Like, well, they don't, they don't eat people normally. They don't eat people. That's because we're not out there normally. Yeah. If we were out there, they'd be eating us. You know, yeah, wolves used to eat, wolves used to eat people, man. I mean, that's all that's all real shit. When they were around, yeah, yeah. before when, we got guns and shit. Yeah, I mean, we we were talking about this on the podcast. Is a woman recently was killed? Uh, I believe it was in Alaska. A nineteen year old woman was killed by a fucking pack of wolves. A nineteen year old woman. I know a nineteen year old woman was killed in Canada from coyotes. Coyotes ki- killed her. Let me. I'll just Google it so I don't give anybody disinformation. But uh, it was a she was out hiking story. or something like that. Uh, yeah, she was running. The woman who was killed by wolves, I believe she was jogging. Is my internet down, Brian? I think mine is too. Fucking cunty time water. You suck my dick, you dumb fucks. I think uh, this is destined for iTunes. Because, yeah, I ain't getting no. All right. Um, anyway, wolves are dangerous. Bears are dangerous. Of course. Eat, eat animals. They're delicious. I bring my son now to the to the zoo. Because I, I, I haven't been to the zoo in forever. And I, we, we literally will stare. He'll stare, and I'll be staring at a fucking giraffe. And I go, what is that? Crazy. Horse body, just gigantic, like gigantic neck, and then a horse head on top. Like, just um, we, he, he, like, he'll look at me, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know. Jesus. How to explain that fucking thing? Have you ever done those uh, ones like in the San Diego Zoo where you get on that uh, truck? Little, yeah, and they come you go up out. To you? Yeah, yeah. That's I went on that one. That's you did? fascinating. Yeah, they come right up to you and they eat right out of your hand. It's an alien. I mean, it could easily be on Star Wars if it didn't exist. Of course. The fuck, man. Do we give up on? Uh, yeah, your internet's just down. Straight iTunes any, only. Do you have any kind of boxes? No, I don't run? worry about that right now, right, Brian. Cool. We'll, we'll worry about it later. There's obviously some sort of an issue. Cool. We're gonna have to clean it up. You stream, um, it's but yeah, fucking great though. All all animals, man, all of them are a trip. We're just used to them. 
if you know kangaroos didn't exist and all of a sudden a kangaroo was there, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? that? Thing, yeah. Imagine if like a kangaroo didn't exist, you never saw one in the news, and then all of a sudden you saw one in your yard bouncing around. You'd be like, okay, yeah. did I do acid and I forget <laughs> about it? Am I on? Is this fucking? What is this? What is, in Wonderland? Yeah. Is this? Is it real? They're fucking real, especially like crocodiles and shit. When I lived in Florida, I lived uh, near a place called Lake Alice. We lived in Gainesville. My dad was going to school there. And uh, this Lake Alice, you could feed crocodiles, or not crocodiles, rather, alligators. Crocodiles are way more dangerous. Than alligators. Yeah, they're way more aggressive. And so these alligators would be out there, and people would be throwing marshmallows, and the alligators would come up and eat the marshmallows. Just walk right up? Yep, just throw them. They're right there, dude, right there. I mean, they were like right so in front of the So if they just said one day, I'm sick of marshmallows, what does that taste like? Yeah, it's fucking you. game yeah. over. It's yeah. over. Dude, it's crazy because there's all these signs saying not to, not to, eat, not to uh, feed them, not to uh, pet them, not to get close to them. They are dangerous animals. But yet they're there. They're right there. And everyone seems to be okay with it. Florida, we, we in Florida, have, alligators are all over the place, man. We, had a sh- we did an episode of the league this year with a bull, a fucking a one-ton bull. And we were in an auditorium, all of us, and there's all people. And then the wrangler comes in. He's like, I'm a professional bull trainer. Or I'm a wrangler for the bull. And he goes, uh, just if the bull comes at you, he's like, he's never been in a room like this before, which immediately I'm like, I'm fucking, what's going on here? He Jeez. goes, if the bull starts walking at you, just hold your ground and just pretend. Like, so <laughs> now there's like a hundred oh, background people. Fuck. And this bull walks in and he looked around for a minute and it didn't charge, but it was like, I'm walking, I'm going to take a fucking lap around this gym. Oh my and they're trying, and it just, there are dudes just stand, I ran. Like, like, just fucking for the hills. I was like, and it's I'm got not, its balls, right, dude? It has ball things. Do they? I think they dressed it up. They put like the hook through its fucking nose. I mean, this thing was a ton, and oh it's just boom, knocking people like out of the way, oh and they're all God. trying to do the right thing for thirty five dollars for fourteen hours. They're just wow. trying to stand there and not piss anyone off. Like this bull <laughs> was like knocking people around. I was like, if there's any animal out there that's not trained, it's a fucking bull. Yeah, you can't ever get them to settle down. You cannot train a bull. Yeah. What are you going to tell them? What, How do they even get them to just be still enough to walk around? I don't know. Some crazy shit. And the, its handler was like 100 pounds. <laughs> just saw a little 100-pound fucking lady. It looks like a shit. Like a she lady? shit him out. Yeah. A lady. 100-pound lady. Oh, my. Well, like, not that it makes any difference. Lady or a man. Either one toss whatever. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even matter at that toss point. Toss a cheetah around. Dude, they're so powerful. Maybe a lady would be better because he wouldn't feel threatened. He would just decide to listen if he likes your voice. You know? We did Fear Factor with, with bulls. That was the only time I was really nervous. They're big. They're huge. And we made these people ride them. We made like a 90-pound chick ride a bull. She got launched through the air, almost got kicked in the head. Really? It was the only time where I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like Every other time, they, I would say, what is this stunt? Oh, well, they're going to take this car, and they're going to hit that ramp, and it's going to flip through the air, and it's going to land in these boxes. Is there any chance it can't land in the boxes? No, no, no. There's pl- no way. It can only fly a couple of feet through the air, and we're going to have way more boxes than we need. Okay. And what happens when it goes in the boxes? Oh, the boxes just collapse, and mm-hmm. then it gets to the bottom. It's actually a really amazing system of distribution of energy with all these collapsible cardboard boxes. Totally safe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, someone's flying a car off a building. Yep. It's a third store, fu- st- third story building. You know, But so- physically, they figured out the physics yeah, of how it's going to happen. To me. So yeah. then I go, well, what's going on here? Oh, well, they're, we're going to ride bulls. Well, these are fucking bulls, man. Wait a minute. What if they get hurt? No, don't worry. These are training bulls. They're not as aggressive. Do they know they're training bulls? <laughs> they, <nobody, laughs> they know they're bulls. You sit down with them. Now, you guys know yeah, yeah. that you're training bulls, right? Yep. They don't have a fucking clue that they're training bulls, dude. They're just not 
as strong as the strongest of the strong. That's the only difference. <laughs> yep. But they're still 2,000 pounds, whatever the fuck they are. I mean, Beasts. How, they're incredibly strong, dude. When you see them moving inside that cage, slamming into the metal and shit, it's like, whoa. Like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I could ever think about doing right now is put my body on top of this I thing know. and hang on. This thing is trapped in this little metal box, and you're just going to all of a sudden give it freedom with a little monkey on its back. <laughs> What the fuck? It's freaking out. Of course it's going to start jumping and kicking. It's paranoid. It doesn't know what you're doing. Anything with an animal, when it has another animal on its back, it thinks that that animal's trying to kill it. Kill it. Yeah, that's how animals kill you. When a tiger jumps on you, he jumps on your back and gets the back of your neck. So if you fucking got a thing on a bull's mouth and you're hanging on his neck, he thinks you're trying to kill him, man. Of course he's going to jump and kick. Stupid fucks. <laughs> do you, do, I got high and went to see Jackass last week. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you so haven't great. seen it yet? Dude, I don't know how. I have no idea how Johnny Knoxville is still alive. He's I crazy. really have no fucking idea. Those dudes are nuts for real. That's not a joke. You have to be like. There's a different level of pain tolerance <laughs> that this guy has that's just. I saw that bull thing where he got a blindfold that's in front of a bull. Mind. What the fuck is wrong with Dude, him, he man? gets hit. By a ball, I don't want you know, just one thing, but he fl- flips on his neck and they slow motion it down. Where you like, it's it's unfathomable how this guy is still walking. Oh yeah, and he just gets up and he's like, huh, and then just like fucking runs for a fence. Oh, like he still God. got the dexterity to like run and jump over a fence. Oh it seemed God. like to me though that was probably the last one though. The you, movie? What, yeah. I think they wanted it to be, but I think because the movie made $50 million and when all said and done, it'll probably make between DVDs $200 million and they go, we'll do, you want to do one for $12 million? And he might, might not be the last one. Because he even says, he's like, you know, how many of these can I do? Plus, he doesn't really do a lot of other stuff in between. So you can get like a bigger payday every right. couple of years. It's right. like, why not? But you, I mean, dude, I don't know how. Like, they're just testing fate at this point. Yeah. You know? Uh, I would rather do another movie with The Rock. <laughs> play, you fucking play The Rock's deputy. Deputy sidekick. Where we, fucking with a little accent. you got to get those guys. And The Rock's got a baseball bat. He prefers to use a bat. It's got a little moonshine bucket with three X's on it and shit. I'm ready to kick ass and take names. I don't really care about the names. <laughs> and I'm all out of names. You probably wouldn't take kick ass. Kick butt. No, kick isn't. butt and take names. I got no more room in my address book. You got to see the movie. I got high and saw it in 3D. I've Jack only seen Ass? one movie in 3D before this one. What was that? Avatar. Yeah. I never saw a movie in 3D before that. Maybe I missed it. You never missed saw the Jaws? Book. Jaws 3D? Never saw Jaws 3D. <laughs> so Avatar literally was like, cha- changed my, my life. Like I, w- I was kept flipping the glasses back and forth to see what it was like. But then when I got high and saw Jackass, it was like, it was a midnight showing at the Palms. Like people were wasted. They, they there was chips flying in the air. It was kind of a cool environment to see it in. Yeah, and then high, and then just fucking. It was like a party. Everyone was like laughing. That's together. crazy was, to see a movie in Vegas. I was, you know, I had done my show. I was done with it, and I was like, you know what? Instead That's of smart, going out though. and getting fucked up or doing something stupid, it's like I want to see this movie. Let's smoke a joint. Let's go. F- and they saved us a couple seats. And but that's you. You're working there. That makes sense. Yeah. Who are the other people going to see the movies? People that you're live in Vegas. There. Yeah. Oh, is it people that live there? Is people that what that live there? Yeah. You know. Oh, like, that this, makes sense. You can't do this. Every fucking night, you know. Could you imagine living in not Vegas? a chance? Fuck no, not a Dude, chance. It's like either living on the surface of the sun or in a colony of vampires. Yeah, <laughs> it's like very similar. Every like, time I leave Vegas, I feel depressed, dry. <laughs> I feel hungover. It, I, feel, I just, uh, it's a horrible That's feeling. The land of shitty Vegas. decisions. Yeah. Audrina Patridge was on my flight home. Who's that? She's uh, she's this chick from the hills. She's ridiculously hot, and uh, 
and she's on Dancing with the Stars. She got kicked off or something this week. Anyway, she's so hot, and she was Southwest, and she just happened to have the seat. Like she picked the, picked the seat next to me. Shazam! And she fell asleep, and I oh. I tried for twenty minutes to like look down in her shirt, but I couldn't. <laughs> fucking, I couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't get an angle. Couldn't get the fucking angle. Her head kept moving. It was horrible. Did her head ever land on you, and you caught over there? No, but I was like rubber forehead. Oh, wait, she, be okay. I was like, just I was trying to smell her. Yeah, yeah, it was filthy. Dude. How hot is she? Ten. Uh, yeah, she's a 10. Really? Why didn't yeah. you record How old, her? 25? How what? How old? 23. That's what yeah, you Yeah, in that range. Did you take any photos? No. Why not? That's what you have it for. The fuck, bro? You wasted. I, I fuck, know. bro? But then she was sleeping. I'm like, then there's physical evidence of me. So I mean, not that it's not now. Me confessing it on the fucking internet is not right, physical same evidence. evidence. A really, really hot chick like that, like to everyone but, but you know, to gay men and to to regular women like you really have no idea what kind of power that chick has over no. a guy none a super hot chick like that could just run a guy just run him there's yep. no way he can can't can't help himself whatever they Some want regular dude i've seen it happen many times brian hmm? have you ever seen it happen what some super hot chick just running some dude's life oh totally i usually happens to me <laughs> <laughs> tell us how it happens what happens really uh well you realize that you're just focused on like really nice boobs, but then everything else around the boob is awful, and then you just don't care because it's like a bullseye, and you know you just want to look at their boobs all day. So you're focused only on <laughs> oh. their body, not on their personality. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah, you, I guess you just overlook a lot of things that usually, if they didn't have an awesome rocking body, that you would probably like look into a little bit further, you know. But you're right. so happy with just you find yourself tolerating. Visually, like nonsense. if I had said those things to you, you'd been like, "I'm not friends with this guy anymore," right? Because I don't want to, <laughs> right? Fuck yeah, you right. Know? dude. How many times you've been in a relationship with someone and someone will yell like mean, hurtful shit at you, and you go, "Listen." I don't have friends that talk to me like right. that. Yeah. You're obviously not my friend. Yeah. You know? like, but some people, if you grow up in a family like that, that's what you think you're supposed to do. That's, that's what you true. Think you're supposed to do. If your parents always yelled at each other, you think that's how people react to each other. You want to be a grown up. You want to be a grown up too. Hey, you know, you got to fucking respect me. Like, whoa, whoa, where the hell is this coming from? Did you fight with your sister a lot? No. I, really. I, me and my sister would always fight. And me and my sister were very friendly. Fights, you know, really? Growing up. No, we, not like, we got in a few yeah. arguments when we were really, really young. But by the time we were in high school, we never even argued about shit. Every now and then, like she would like have try to have a party over the house, and I would come home and go, "Get the fuck out!" Everybody out. Like she, would, my sister. Oh, really? Yeah, she would get a little crazy, try to bring a bunch of people over. My parents were away. You know, I'd come home, and it was, I was delivering newspapers and fighting in taekwondo tournaments. Okay, so I had to <laughs> get up at five o'clock in the morning and deliver newspapers. Then I would train and go uh-huh. and compete in tournaments. That's all I did. I was a loser. I had no life outside of fighting. No march, martial arts delivery newspapers go to school that was that's it. it that was it all i did so i would come home there's all these idiots in my house and i have to get up in five hours so i would just go fucking crazy and kick everybody out that was the only arguments we ever had but other than that my sister's cool not to i went to brody's house one time when he lived with brody, his sister. brody <laughs> lived with his sister. we walked in and the sister i guess had let the cat didn't feed <laughs> some of them went to get this goddamn cat food. And he goes, this is not the way I deserve to be treated in a condo I live with my sister, paid for by my mother. And he just goes off on <laughs> his fucking squatting. sister. He's like, she doesn't get me. And she, Is he really <laughs> living with his sister? He now was. he moved in with, a, with, a, uh, with another person. But yeah, he was living with his sister. 
in a condo that his mother paid for. Before it drives she moved me to crazy when I when I find out that he's not a successful guy. It drives me crazy that he's not. It's just going to take someone to do something around him big enough that they go, okay, here is a radio show. Here's your microphone. Yeah, here are the people. Let that them are do come it for in. a while and get used to it and get relaxed and, and then, then just build it. They it. will come. Launch it. Yeah. Well, I, I just did a uh, podcast last week for him that if you guys are interested in who we're talking about, it's pretty funny. Same thing. He was talking about his sister and he's calling her a squatter. She's a squatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting him going. Was it is fun? One of my favorite did you enjoy it? Should we have him on the podcast? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, okay. what, what his, he wants to do with this podcast, his idea is to take a bunch of the, the, the really young kids at the comedy store and throw them on the couch and like talk to these guys. Oh, just that's to a good him, idea. Get them get some, uh, you know, stage well, time. We yeah. did that with Brian's friend Little Esther you know Little Esther oh yeah yeah we brought her in yep. and she did the, the podcast and she's gonna she's come funny. To, she's gonna come to Austin she's gonna do a little 10 minute sets that's great so we're uh, at the Cap City Comedy Club oh we're there uh, next week next me and Joey Diaz it's uh, Thursday oh. Friday and Saturday so some tickets are still available how great is Austin fucking wow, love it there man it's one I've of the greatest only, cities ever I've only performed there once we it's did one of the it. greatest coolest smartest funnest cities yeah. ever they're just they just got it down I mean it's not perfect there's nothing perfect there's no city that's perfect no but Austin's pretty goddamn close yeah they, uh, they not know too big doing. I yeah. want to live there one day yeah I like people it people are cool yeah I like it a lot man this, it's a little too congested for me the, the reason why I moved to Colorado is like I was gonna go if I was going to go outside LA, it had to be like really outside. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want this. I want the opposite of this. I yeah. want the opposite of too many people. I want, you know, I would like just like, you know, when one of the things I loved about Colorado, I'd be driving down these dirt roads and shit, headed home, and when someone's coming the other way, they do this. They, they wave. wave. Hey, they what's up? Put their hand up, and I wave back. It's sincere. That Say you can bye. have enough connections or, yeah. or a limited amount of connections during the day that they mean something yeah. every time. There's less yeah. people. You appreciate each other more. You know, like I would uh, be walking my dog, and uh, I'd be you know passing by some guy who was like getting his mail or something like that. They're so different than out here. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm walking down this street and I see somebody, like it's it's very rare anybody says hi it's or even makes eye contact. Way. Yeah, there everybody was like, "How you doing? It's a nice day, huh?" Blah 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 yep. blah blah. He's just friendly cordial type shit yeah you don't get that when there's too many people it's just like having you know if you don't have money and then you know you 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 have a little bit here and there you appreciate that little money that you get when you have ridiculous piles of money you just start getting used to the fact that you've got money yeah you don't appreciate it if you lose a dollar it doesn't mean anything to you mm-hmm. if you're poor and you lose a dollar it means a lot when you have a small amount of people you appreciate those people you know, it's like we get too much. This, this, like when you're in a city like LA, when you get on that 405, like I had to go to Anaheim the other day. Oh, it was fucking brutality, man. It's just insane. You're going five miles an hour, stop. Five miles an hour, stop. And it's four, five, maybe even five and a half hours to get down there. Jesus. It's like you just look at all those people and you go, this is not what the are way. we doing? Yeah. Let's spread out. Yeah, this is craziness, man. This is not, no wonder why we don't appreciate each other. You know, but if you ever been in a, in a car when it's snowing out, man, you ever been in a car when it's yeah. snowing out? When it's snowing and you're around a bunch of other people and snowing and you're driving, you're looking at each other, you're like, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, everyone, it's all, yeah. yeah. Everybody's all super friendly because <laughs> everybody's freaking the fuck out because Mother Nature's kicking your dick right now. You know, yep. the, the ground is covered with a thick layer and you're like, how thick is this shit going to get before I get home? Am I going to get stuck somewhere? Do I have enough gas to keep the car you on? You never ride warm? the guy in front of his ass. You're like, I want to yeah. well, let this guy, whatever's going to happen, let it happen. I yep. want to watch how this guy maneuvers shit. Yep. Yep. Stay yep. in their tire tracks and shit. Yeah. 
yeah. I, I remember so being dangerous. super retarded once. It was like ice storm, and I had like ice all over my windshield growing up. And I took like I was late for work, and so I took this big bucket of hot water thing to melt the ice, oh, no. and I poured it on my windshield, and I just watched froze. my no, I watched oh. my windshield go. It broke. <laughs> it cracked. Oh and then, no! And then it froze even worse. Oh it, no! <laughs> cracked your windshield. Like, you cracked like, your windshield. I was like sixteen, going, oh fuck! <laughs> that glass isn't made. Yeah. That's hilarious. Dude, that should be a great scene in a movie. Yeah, glass isn't meant to go from fucking like negative 32 to 100 degrees in a second. There is something about living in a, a cold climate like that when you have to deal with those winters that makes a different type of person. I think people in Los Angeles, they have they're, they're, one of the reasons why a lot of people out here are more disconnected is because they don't have to worry about nature. You don't really worry about it here. All no. you have to do is it gets warm out, make sure you drink some water. That's yeah. about all you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about thunderstorms. You remember crazy lightning storms? You had to worry about getting killed by bolts of lightning mm-hmm. out of the sky. You know, East Coast? Yeah. When, when I lived in Boston, okay, if a fucking thunderstorm came, you would see lightning bolts hit trees every now and, and then. And you knew not to go yeah. by trees. Yeah. Because you were like trained. You're yeah, like, don't you, go we, over we there. Were, I forget where the fuck it was. I don't remember this enough to tell it, but I remember something hit, some lightning bolt hit something near us, like very close. And like we could go to the spot where it hit, you know, I'm like, fuck, man, that's a, that's death. That's, if that's you, mm-hmm. you're fucked. There's something humbling about that. Like after a, a brutal, brutal hurricane, like back in the East Coast, after it was over, people were always nice. Always nice. Everybody was just a little bit humbled. Na- nature just fucking that do yeah, a fucking like- crazy hissy fit. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I'll fucking kill everyone. Nature's throwing trees and shit. It's like I- when you and your brothers and your sisters were fighting in the backseat and your dad would be like, I'll fucking yeah, kill you. Exactly. Like That's Mother Nature going, hey, everyone just yeah. chill the fuck yeah. out. I never just don't appreciate anything. <laughs> yeah. I never got used to it either. Like a lot of my friends, like when a thunderstorm came, they were like, yeah, let's drink, you know, and that's how, like a party and stuff. To me, I was always fucking just parrot, you know, scared out of my mind every time a huge storm hit Ohio. The thing that always used to get me, man, is when the really big ones would hit, it was like, this can keep going. I've never experienced it, but I know it happens where it goes like typhoon and then it goes fucking class whatever hurricane right. where it's like Katrina style. Yeah. Like right. they keep going. Yeah. It doesn't always. Like it doesn't always like this isn't the end the of last the one. power it can yeah. come with. We- These fucking things can get really powerful. So just because you're gonna get through this hurricane, okay, you're gonna survive, you know, and power might be out for a couple of days. Like there may be one someday that wipes out a whole city. There like, will that's be very possible. Absolutely. I was coming home <laughs> once in high school uh, no middle school or high school. We went to Cedar Point, which is this big amusement park in Ohio, and there was this huge thunderstorm. We had to leave early. And I remember on the way home we saw a tornado like just coming up the highway. And <sighs> as kids, you're like, what the fuck? And I you know that I don't know if that has anything to do with why I'm scared, but uh, oh our bus God. was actually going he was going faster just to try to run away from this tornado and it was raining like crazy oh my god and i just remember being a kid going and there he's like everyone put their heads or doing something oh, with their hands you know what to do. oh my god <laughs> yeah because it will pick that bus up and oh. just fucking oh. fling it like it's nothing nothing that's happened so many times we hit people flying out of windows Could you, if 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 tornadoes were monsters from outer space we would feel like we were being attacked. We'd be on red alert and shit. We'd be worried. Trying to shoot the yeah. tornado with bullets. <laughs> like radiation, <laughs> cloud around. seeding. You know, we have to make it rain around the tornado to lessen its capability. 
the when tornado's I, just moving. Like, damn, tornado moved. We were in, um, uh, we were in uh, Miami, and some sort of a tropical storm hit. And it was, uh, we were driving to, uh, Eddie had a seminar down there, and uh, we were, we, we, there was a UFC, and so we, we were there like the day early for a seminar. And as we're driving down the highway, we had a stop in the middle of the highway. The whole highway did, because the rain was so thick and it was coming down so hard, you couldn't see anything. You literally couldn't see. Really? You couldn't see a thing. It was just all white. It was incredible. I've never seen that volume of water before. Really? Literally, everyone on the highway stopped for 10, 15 minutes. For 10 or 15 minutes, it was like this. Well, you couldn't see a goddamn. We were sitting in the car going, holy shit. And you don't know when that's going to end. You don't know when that. You're like, it could end in a minute. It could end in 30 minutes. Well, they're pretty good at, you know, judging whether or not, you know, you have to, like, run for high ground and cover and go into Uh a bunk. They're pretty good at, like, when the big ones, like, some big, giant, crazy one apparently just hit the Philippines. And they were showing it on, like, they had, like, you know, photos of it on the news. They know how long, in general, they're going to last. But it doesn't matter why you're in it. Well, well, you're in even a, a small one, even yeah. a medium-sized one like this one was. It didn't even make the news. Nobody died. Still, it's like, what the fuck, man? You can't see. There's so much water, you can't see anything. It's a full whitewash. Just the, the, there's a wall of rain coming from the sky in front of you. I remember that one of the last storms I went through in Ohio right before I moved to California was uh, this huge hailstorm. Oh. I, I recorded it somewhere on the internet. Never but, been in one of those. Oh, it started off. Like? At, it started off as just golf balls flying from the the the, the, the you know. What's upstairs? <laughs> Sky? Yeah. <laughs> it started off with just... From uh, above where my eyes see. I want to cut back on the weeds. Yeah, so. right. So it, was just, it starts off with golf balls. And I, I started recording because I just... Everything in my back uh, patio was just getting fucked up. Like ripping like umbrellas, my umbrella. And you couldn't go outside to like save anything because these are golf balls that would hit you in the head. And then I uh, went to the front and I had a, like a tourist show. And it was like, like a nice car that I inherited from my grandma. And... Uh, I just watched my car slowly dissolve and dense, like the size of like really. Oh, it just fucked my car up. So and it was just the most horrible thing to watch your car just get beat up by God. There's a crazy <laughs> video online. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Where these people? Oh, here's here's one. Look at the size of these hail balls. Whoa! Yeah, there's one where these guys are in their house and they're looking out the window at their swimming pool, and at first it's like splashing in the pool, and they're like, "Holy shit! Look at this hail! Oh my god!" And then it gets so big that it doesn't even seem real. It gets so big that yeah. a lot of people on YouTube are like, "Fake, fake!" No, but it's it, not. It was bricks. I've, there were bricks coming yeah. from the sky, hundreds of thousands of them, and just smashing everything. Knocked over this grill, sent the fucking lid flying. The whole water, the water looked like like rockets were shooting out of the water into space. Yeah, like, really? That's how the water was oh coming up. God. It was insane. You would, but you would die. You yeah, definitely that would die. be it. You'd, You'd be, definitely if you got hit in the head with that. You're after, dead. You'd after the hailstorm, though, it was crazy going outside because it was like July and it looked like it had snowed. Like it just looked like snow it everywhere. Isn't that stuff? nuts that hailstorms can come in July like that? Yeah. Ice can come from the sky in, in July. July. How fucking fragile is our environment? Yeah, it's so fragile. I mean, if the difference between California and Ohio is just like a little turn yeah. of this crazy planet, just a little slight turn this way or that way, and you go a little more, oh, you're fucked. You're in Atla- Alaska. You're in Antarctica. You're in some place where you're fucked, and it's a fucking million degrees below zero. And if we just move just a little bit further from the sun, no, oh, we're it's fucked. San Diego, Everyone dies. It's seventy-eight every day. Yeah, it's fucking dope. It is. It's nice waves. How's that possible? How's it possible that like Hawaii is always perfect? 
Have you ever been to Hawaii? Amazing. Dude, Hawaii is the greatest place to go on vacation. You know it's always going to be awesome. I've never been to Hawaii when it wasn't awesome. It's always 78 and sunny. Have you been to Guam? No. I went to Guam with Tripoli. We went to Guam, and they they don't build anything nice because they just get a typhoon every single fucking year. So <laughs> we called it Ghetto shit. Hawaii. We're like, because they, they had, it's gorgeous most of the time, but then they get like three weeks of just go fuck yourself weather, and so they just knocks buildings down. So that's like a, even they're a yeah. little bit different in Hawaii. Like just Hawaii is so different. nice, yeah, and Guam just gets the shit bit, beat out of it once like once a year. It's funny how that is, isn't it? It's funny how there's like spots where things always happen. On the big island in Hawaii, there's three totally different environments. There's like this one place where it's like really dry and like almost desert-like, and there's all these lava fields where everything's dead. Like mm-hmm. it's like hot lava came down from the mountains. Then there's other parts that were like the like a tropical rainforest. There's other parts that it's like incredibly green and lush, like Hilo. It rains like yeah. all the time, like almost every day. It's so lush and green, like in the mountains on Mauna Loa. And then there's like where the Keck Observatory is, which is also up a mountain, which is totally different. It's fucking mountain, man. You're like 10,000, 11,000 feet above sea level. It's a legit mountain with snow and shit. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, all this on an island. Same thing. Yeah, it's one little tiny island, and it's got three completely different environments. Hawaii's poor. It's, yeah, it is. It's Yeah, and it's not... I mean, it's... If you move there, you got to be prepared to live the way they live. Yeah. You know, a lot of white people move there and all of a sudden they're like, why don't you guys mow your lawn? <laughs> and they're like, no, <laughs> fuck you. And they, they fucking go crazy on yeah. you, beat your ass with a coconut, you know? Because of like, hundreds and hundreds of years, we didn't mow yeah, our lawn. Bitch, this is their <laughs> yeah. land. This is, you know, if you can buy a house on their land, you better be cool, man. They were there first. For real. For real there. Yeah, it's not like America, you know, where American Indians, like, they were there oh, first. Oh, no, we were here. Like, you know, even American Indians weren't really here first, you know? There's fucking Chinese skeletons they found from 10,000 years ago. They uh-huh. know the Chinese now were the first settlers of America. Or not the first settlers, but the first, the oldest human remains ever found in America is Chinese. Chinese? Yeah. Oh, well, it's aliens. <sighs> There's a fucking history to this world that we have lost, for sure. If you follow, We've talked about this on the podcast before, but if you follow this guy named Graham Hancock, he's this archaeologist that specializes in ancient civilizations that are kind of unexplained, and his main theory is that there have been several great ages of humanity, but cataclysmic disasters have basically almost knocked people back to the Stone Age. Like people in ancient Egypt got to incredibly high technological level many, many thousands of years before the established time of ancient Egypt. This is their thinking. And that something happened around 10,000 BC. Something happened or around 10,000 years ago. Something happened probably like an asteroid impact or something crazy. And that's also, it coincides with the end of the Ice Age. So the the Earth just resets itself? Maybe. It's not the Earth sets itself it's just that we almost get wiped out by okay. by well there's we know there's a lot of asteroids there's like hundreds of thousands of near earth objects and every now and then they collide with each other and the earth's been hit many many times and some of them hit and they fucking kill everybody like the dinosaur one but some of them hit and they you know they just wipe out like a big chunk of people mm-hmm. like there's one landed in nevada it's a, a mile wide crater it's like the crater was a mile wide and you know that's not even enough to i mean you you i mean it's it's going to like do like some considerable damage, but it's not enough to wipe out the race, right? Well, just this one that's a mile-wide crater killed everything within 800 miles of it. What? Everything. Everything alive within 800 miles. Trees, animals, dead. Dead. 
Just a <laughs> monstrous shockwave of energy. And this is just one that lasted. I mean, this one, I think they said it was 50,000 years ago. I think that's when it hit. Wow. So there's, there's been a bunch of these fucking things. And they've, they've hit all over the world. And some bigger than others. And they could be that. It could be super volcanoes. They know that that's the case. They know that something happened around 10,000 years ago that killed all the woolly mammoths, all the saber-toothed tigers, and ended the Ice Age. And they think they might be together. They might be linked together. So all these guys, they, uh, you know, they look at all this. And there's John Anthony West. He's another one who specializes in it. And Graham Hancock. There's all these people that are looking at like all this incredible, these incredible structures that people left behind. And they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. How long have we really been here? Like, do we really know? Mm-hmm. Do we really know? I mean, we're just guessing. No, we don't. We don't we're just anything. guessing. We're guessing about all these civilizations. It's fucking fascinating shit, man. You know, and the fascinating, you know, the, the, these ruins that you find that they can't explain, like Easter Island. They don't know who the fuck built these. <laughs> these big giant stone heads. They look crazy, Those and they're awesome. so complicated, man. I mean, you got these. I mean, how many fucking thousands of pounds are those rocks? You got to cut them like that, and then move them into place. And shouldn't you be out getting mangoes and shit? <laughs> you know, yeah. where do you have the time to be doing this, man? Why are you doing this? Extracurricular activities, dude. There's there's these guys that lived in um in uh in South America. I believe they're called the Toltecs. I mean, I don't, don't want to say that if I'm wrong, but they don't even know anything about these people they don't know what their language was yeah it's toltecs they don't know what their language was they don't know what they they did they lived in south america they found these african faced heads giant carved african faced heads big african lips very african looking and obviously advanced civilization with like headdresses and shit and they found these fucking things just in the jungle and they don't know where they came from. They don't know. There's all this other shit they left behind. They know nothing about them. What do they, they do? What do those scientists do? Like the smartest people in the world, they come back and they go, I, I don't know. I fucking found <laughs> I found this. It's very touchy. Does it's anyone tricky, know what this fucking it's a tricky means? subject? Because once you find it, you have to like admit, like, okay, we're, we're in a real perplexing situation because we thought we had a roadmap of North America. We, we got to go back to yeah, that. I mean, yeah. We thought that you know the Asians came down from the Bering Strait, from like Russia and Siberia and Asia, and that that's how human beings, you know, that's a Native mm-hmm. American when they do like the DNA tests on Native Americans, they're most closely related to people from Asia. Oh, really? Because they came down. All right, so yeah, Russia it's down. People walked, yeah. you know, and it's froze the ice. Yeah, and once the ice age ended, you know, Native mm-hmm. Americans. That's those are the people that that colonized this country. We Deep we don't even sauce. know, and that shit, you know, we don't we don't even know, man. It's all fucking. We don't we don't even know who came before. We don't know we don't know how long people have been on this earth. We really don't know. We we have guesses, you know. We have guesses as far as like how long people have been advanced, how long we've had advanced cultures. We know like what we can find. We found shit that's six thousand years old, and this is really old and it's advanced. We go well. This must be the first. This is the first civilization until we find a newer one, yeah, or an yeah. older one. They don't know, dude. Fuck. They don't know. It's crazy. What's crazy is like what Graham Hancock says is that we're a species with amnesia. And that really is what it's like. As you start getting older and you start really looking at the whole idea of history, the whole idea that there was all these people before us and they all lived and they accomplished all these incredible things and then they died, it seems so abstract. It's like, what, they were here and then they're gone? And then you read the history of how many people were here and gone. But as you get older, you start thinking about that history and you go, man, you don't really fucking know. Like a lot of this you're guessing. You have to be guessing. You don't know what happened 15,000 years ago. You don't really have an, a clue. I would never I would never assume to try to say what happened 15,000 years ago. They have to though. They have to fill in the blanks because they're scientists. Because they're they're archaeologists. They have to 
you know, the, the problem is once they decide something, then it becomes tricky because they're having a real hard time accepting a lot of information about Egypt, like geological information. There's a guy named Dr. Ron Schock out of the uh, University of Massachusetts, no, uh, Boston University, I believe. And he's um, a, a geologist and he's decided to like he, he looked at all the, the erosion that's in the Sphinx uh, and in the Sphinx chamber. And he's said that this is all water. And this is all like thousands of years of rainfall. And what that means is that it had to have happened long, long before the, what the current idea of the Egyptians is. Because uh-huh. the current idea, we believe it's like 2,500 BC they built all that shit. But this guy's saying, no, it had to be like 7,000 years before that. Because of all the water stains. It's my, it's, I know I talk about this too much on this podcast because I'm fucking fascinated by it. It's, it's a crazy thing to me that we really don't know how long human beings have been around and that there's a very real possibility that there's been a bunch of us. But what, what up, well, not upset. A bunch of different ages. But what what freaks me out is that people are still, like you said, like trying to assume that they know. Yeah. Why would you ever try to, why would you, that's what bothers me when people go, oh no, but this is what we know. How does anyone, like just don't try to fucking tell me that I'm stupid for being like, no, this is, we, no one really knows. Yeah. Why are you telling me you know? Yeah, they attribute things to certain people. I know what you're saying. They attribute things to certain people where they really should say, we think this could have been what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, I I was watching this thing on uh, Chichen Itza, you know, uh, or not Chichen Itza, I'm sorry, Machu Picchu in Peru where they were talking, they they really don't exactly know why all that shit was built like way, way, way the fuck up there. But there's all these crazy theories that there might've been water that actually reached that high at one point in time. Really? Dude, it's nuts. If you, if you go back and, you know, look at uh, any of that guy's work, this guy, Graham Hancock, he's got a book called fingerprints of the gods. Shit will blow your mind. Is there someone to take his place though? If he dies? Yeah. Sure, there's a bunch of other guys. The problem is he's like the most respected. He's got Mm -hmm. rock-solid credentials. He's a a real scholar, really brilliant man. He's very well-spoken. Like when you hear he does interviews and he talks, and he's a really fascinating guy. He's one of my favorite people to read his books. He's just an open-minded, really intelligent thinker. And so he was like, you know, he has all these controversial theories. And then uh, after all these controversial theories, these theories of you know, ancient civilizations, all these different things that people are disputing, then he writes this book about psychedelic drugs. He writes this book called Supernatural, where he believes that man's entire life we've been influenced by psychedelics. He, he started da- taking ayahuasca and going to Peru. And What's communi- ayahuasca? It's this crazy drug that you, uh, you take in the Amazon jungle, and it gives you DMT experiences, like this long-term DMT uh-huh. experiences. And they, they have these people that go down there, and they, you know, they put on these shaman rituals and they communicate with the afterlife so now his latest work is that he's convinced that mankind has been helped throughout human history by psychedelic trips to other dimensions <laughs> so, as if his last shit wasn't controversial yeah yeah no what's more than this <laughs> yeah what is he gonna talk about next ufos you know that's the last that's it the last have you seen that thing about the vatican the vatican had a fucking conference about ufos the vatican did yeah i gotta i gotta pull that up because it's, it was really ridiculous what did they say? Uh, they were talking about how um, extraterrestrials, uh, they uh, are, are brothers from space, and that they may have been uh, without, um, without original sin, so they may be pure. They might not have had to go through what we went through. This is turning to sound like vampires. But dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a pure vampire. It's hilarious, dude. It is sounding like that, right? <laughs> she was... She yeah, chose to be tra- a vampire. And this isn't the New York Times, by the way. This isn't like some, some nutty shit. That's crazy. Yeah, hold on. 
Steve, so you've been on the road touring for your show, The League, uh, doing stand-up comedy also. I have. Uh, have you guys been like doing clubs, theaters? What's going on? We did uh, the House of Blues in Chicago, which nice. was beautiful. Um, and then we did a couple clubs. and We did Cobbs in San Francisco, uh, Arlington Brewhouse in D.C. So who are you touring with? Who is it? Uh, Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, and John Lajoie and myself usually go out together. The, those are the four guys on the show that do stand-up. And it's fun. We don't, we don't all just, just do stand-up. We'll... Do some audience stuff and fuck around with each other. A lot of fans of the show. Yeah, a lot of fans of the show. We, you know, we've been selling out. We're doing the show at Largo on Tuesday. It's sold out, which is nice. Really, really cool. Um, and yeah, people like the show, and it's just nice for us to be able to go. Oh, these are the guys that like the show. Right. You know, like to get to see them. Yeah, that's a rare. That's a such a different experience, right? When they're coming to see you. Yeah. As opposed to just going to a club and you got to kind of convince them to come out and see you do comedy. And you're like, Once no, you I promise I'm funny. And then they, but yeah. now when they come out and they seek you out, it's kind of a different, very different, right? Don't but you cool, find it? yeah. Way but, cooler, right? Yeah, yeah. Way cooler because it's you know, they, they are. They, they all. I go now. I can show that I'm also funny. So they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna be like, oh fuck, we just yeah. like the show, and you know, that's brutal. If you do go to see a guy and he's like, like I really admire what Charlie Murphy did because what Charlie Murphy did was he didn't, he wasn't a stand up comedian. He was an actor, and yeah. then all of a sudden he did the Chappelle show, and then he started doing stand up while he was famous. Yeah. So he was already famous, and then he starts doing stand up, which is just fucking bonkers, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's I mean, a big chance. Steve-O's doing stand-up now. Is he really? I actually yeah. saw it, and oh, it was surprisingly it? good. It was he 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 uh, he was his stage presence was uh, very interesting. It wasn't he didn't stumble. He actually just pretty much told stories, and you can, and and his personality on stage came across good i mean it was yeah. probably like the third time he's done stand-up did he do any stunts or anything like that no no, no no he just talked just about stunt. what his life is like and it was really cool and i got to talk to him after the show and i guess he's like completely sober now yeah, and no, everything that, like that you could see it in the movie that like this is the first time they're doing shit when they're like oh my god i know what this feels i don't know what right. this feels like yeah it's, <laughs> yeah but i was i was actually every person that was there that night this was at tripoli's naughty show by the way every time you go has a naughty show you should go it's something always interesting i'm but, doing it next week oh really Really? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. When awesome. is it? What day is it? Uh, I think it's uh, or the 11th, so it's a week and a half. I think yeah. it's at the Improv. I could, usually Mel it's Rose Thursday Improv. night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he did it, and everyone else that was there actually said the same thing. That was actually pretty good. Oh, that's good. You know who's figured, figuring it out? Tom Green. I yeah. saw him in the beginning, and it was sort of like a little... He could, I don't think he really knew how to like come across not being... Like you know, he's a, a weird, awkward kind of guy. But like, and now I, I saw him like maybe two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, he's gotten a lot better in a year. You just like, got to translating to that you know that that weirdness over. Yeah, people don't really appreciate how much time is involved in it. Have you ever tried to get anybody to do it? Have you ever I've tried never. to talk a friend into it? No, I, I don't. I don't think I would do that. It's next Thursday, Thursday, November 11th is the naughty show. Yeah, it's at the Melrose Improv, and uh, there's a bunch of hookers here too. I did, oh, it's powerful filth. adult porn stars. He always has some really dirty girls there. I did a show last night, and somebody dirty brought a three-year-old girls. baby to the club. Oh, yeah. Really? God damn it. Tell the story, Brian. <laughs> Dude, all right. So I was in this comedy competition. It's called Uncle Clyde's Comedy Competition at Flappers in Burbank. And uh, my material is pretty much dirty. I mean, there's you know a lot of bad stuff. I'm noob, so I have to go dirty to be funny. <laughs> so uh, the... 
I, we get in there, and this is where you bring your own friends, and your friends vote, and everyone votes and stuff like that. Well, people are bringing like twelve friends. I had zero friends, but so you're not going to win this a comedy right. competition when right. you know other people bring friends. So Unless I wasn't. Your friends are all pissed because you suck, and they're mad that you brought them there to listen so to just your nonsense. Somebody else, right? Yeah. But no one's going to really do that. But so I, 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 we come out, and all the comics were all lined up, looking, you know, watch, looking at the audience and stuff. And suddenly you hear this baby's voice going, oh, "I like pickles," or something like that. And you're like, "What the fuck was that?" You thought, and I thought it was just some guy making a funny voice until the first comic gets on stage and he starts to cuss and then this baby screams out. And I was like, oh my God, there's a, there's a child in here. It was a three-year-old child having full-on conversations with the comics at some point going back and forth. And so every, all the other comics were kind of like, you could tell they're trying to change their material. Up. Why did the club allow this? I, yeah, how, who let them in? I, I I have no idea, but the owners were there, and they knew the kid was in their audience. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I thought you told me that those people were comics. They are comics. They've been doing it for a long time. So Uncle Clyde's is actually pretty successful. Unless it was Jesus' baby. Right. <laughs> Get that I, fucking I think, baby out of I think of the what room. they were maybe thinking, like, oh, this baby's young enough that it's not going to understand that's anything. That's ridiculous. You can't control... Listen, I have a, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. You can't control babies. No. When they want to yell shit out, they just yell shit out. That's part of being a baby. Yeah. My kid took a shit on someone's. Our, we went to a friend's house pool party and took a shit on their deck. And we just cleaned it up. <laughs> That's what we, happened. And just, every, no one like yeah. said anything. They're fucking babies, man. Yeah. When babies, they just do. They don't know. They do crazy. shit. I did a gig in Atlanta one time where there was it was a, one of those gigs where it's a restaurant then turns into a thing. So I go, I'm not going oh. on stage unless like everyone's like 18 or old, you know, like. Oh. You know, and they were like this 11 year old family just sat down. I'm like, oh well, why'd you sit? And I'm like, well, I'm just I'm gonna do it anyway. And then I'm like, you know how this is going to lead uh, to disaster. This is uh, they're going to complain. You're going to have to comp their meal. They're like, no. And then that's exactly what happened. They, they were like, how could you talk like that? And then I'm like, you it's know, not fair yeah. to either one of you. It's it not sucks fair to for them. everyone. No, they don't want to eat a meal like they that. They shouldn't have been told that this was going to happen. The worst part was is when I got on stage, I made the decision not to to do just do my set, and not not edit it, and not oh. do anything like that. So uh, I went out and I'm like, sorry. And I got, at the beginning of the thing, I'm like, sorry, child, cover your ears. And then I went right into a bit about molesting a child. Oh, <laughs> but I, you know, I've been you know practicing for this night for the last couple of days. I could, yeah, I'm a newbie. molesting child. Child joke's yeah. not going to tell itself. <laughs> right. Baby. <laughs> baby is the best part. It was, you added baby to that. It was funny because how many times I was in middles of bits, halfway through a bit, and then I was like, all right, you, you, don't listen to this kid. You know, and like, I, I had That's to keep horrible. on referencing the kid. And I was Did like, you might. get laughs or was it too fucked it up? It was good, but you could tell the audience was all like, dude, I can't believe you're talking about fucking pillows while there's this kid right here. You right. Know? Well, what are you supposed to do? You know, I mean, almost like you, you should have come up with a bit like, what the hell am I supposed to well, do? Well, I've been practicing for this for weeks I, I was whose kid is this i was originally just going to be ridiculously censored like oh i'm going to take my pp and make love to this you know and just try to change everything but i've done that once before and that's hard to do you like, can't try. change on the fly no <laughs> yeah. when you edit on the you fly you can't render on the fly that's one of the reasons why it's the, the the grossest fucking thing ever when someone goes on right before you and purposely steps on your material right because they do it on when, when guys do it on purpose what they're trying to get you to do is like edit on the fly like mencia right. was famous for that yeah like the best one is the johnny sanchez one Johnny Sanchez is doing a TV show. I forgot what the show is. Loco Slam, some shit. Uh-huh. Something loco, something with a Mexican name. And Mencia is hosting the fucking thing. Mencia brings him up. Before he brings him up, he does Johnny's closing bit. No uh, way. Yeah. Of course he does. He wants you to eat it. He wants you to have to adjust once you go up there. He's like, 
playing mind games with every other Mexican comedian. He wants to be the Latino hit. You know, Johnny Sanchez we used to crush with that bit about um, the the Iranian guy who was mad at someone for parking in a spot. You remember that bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Who's parking about. in my fucking yeah. parking? So- Menstilia does the exact bit. Really? Parking in my fucking parking. He says the same thing. The whole deal just crushes the bit. Just eats the guts out of it and shits it out on stage and then has Johnny Sanchez go on. I was uh, on Man Cow last week and uh, he brought it up. He brought <laughs> the video, the, the, the Mencia U video. Because I was at the end of it and, you know, we were talking about it and he said, you know, he just brought it back. I haven't talked about it in so long. And I was it's like, so stupid. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So stupid. That was the best thing that ever happened to me to get out of that comedy store. You know, I was you. I got used to being in that place. I got used to thinking that that was where comedy was at, and then I was bringing that comedy and bringing it everywhere else. That no crowd control comedy, loud shitheads, hecklers, rudeness. You know, you don't realize that comedy doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, you know, that was a, a big move for me to get out of that room. Get out of that room and start doing the Melrose Improv and start doing all these other clubs. And they're nice. They really it's are much better to me. Yeah. It was better to just to get outside of that, that, that the negativity of that place. Some some parts about that place were fun. The darkness of it, the fact that it had been the same for like three, four, five decades. But there was parts of that place where it was just like this is just too much. This ain't good for you. Yeah. I'm You're go- still there all the time. I go there a lot. Yeah. When I'm well, when I'm in town, yeah. I do. It's the best hang. No, no, no better hang. No, no better hang. That parking lot area. But that's what I'm saying. It's now. It's like there's a newer. Like I, when I go there, there, I know like less than fifty percent of the people. Really? Yeah. That's and it's, it feels weird that now I'm one of the like older the old guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're Dom Herrera Junior. You were talking about Dom Herrera. <laughs> one of those fucking bigger fishes. He Dom was Herrera it. was one of those guys when I first came here. I was like, holy shit, it's Dom Herrera. Yeah. Can't believe it. You know. I know. I, I felt that way when I got there too. That place, man. And then you see Dom Herrera all the time. Like, oh, <laughs> now it's a hey, Dom. Hey, what's up, Dom? Yeah. Have you ever you... seen Fritz Coleman do no. comedy? Oh, no, I, I never do comedy. No, I have. Yeah, he's actually, a, he used to be a regular at the comedy store. Yeah. He still stops in once in a while. When, when someone died one time, uh, a comedian died, he came to the comedy store with the ABC van or whatever channel ABC. he's on. Oh. And he was talking to me, the, you know, not interviewing me, but it was something, Paulie was there. And then he goes, do you want to see something funny? And he brought me inside and showed me his headshot. And I was like, you're a fucking com- comedian? He's like, yeah. I do comedy here all the time. Wow. Fucking Fritz Coleman. You just kind of be a weird stand-up? Thing for- yeah, I saw him. I saw what him was it like? Do you remember? It's like, um, you know, real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hey, yo. Hi. Whoa. Ha. All righty then. Yeah. You know, just nice guy. Hmm. He's, he's better off doing what he's doing, you know? To think- win for everyone. Yeah. The, the guys that quit, they should quit. You know, they want to quit. Yeah. Some guys just get into it because they want to get into it, and then, you know, they're into it, and then they're like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing comedy now, and something else comes along, and they'll just stop. They'll just stop doing comedy. And it weeds itself that. out. And then there's some guys like Tim Allen that were good. Tim Allen was a good comic, man. He was funny back in the day. When he was talking about prison stuff and things well, like that? you know, even all that fucking tool shit. All that, man, man, oh, 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 he does all that stuff about fucking tools yeah, and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny stuff, yeah, man. It was, it was yeah. good stuff. Yep. You know, but he got that TV show, man, and just stopped. Just stopped doing stand-up totally. He's still doing it now, though. He's, well, he's he took a long-ass time off, bro. He took a long-ass time off because I was at the comedy store. One, one of his return flights 
when he start that's a weird thing when you haven't seen a guy on stage in like 10 years and they haven't done comedy in like 10 years and then all of a sudden they start to do it again and they're famous as fuck that sucks but they're like a rookie like he was like a rookie again i know you lose that timing you lose that feel for being on stage you lose that confidence it's a whole different muscle it's totally different man i can, to this day if i take more than 2 weeks off i feel weird i have to go on stage otherwise i won't, i don't feel like i could do a show you know i'm not familiar with my material enough i think the longest i take off i took off one time was a month Really? And it sucked. Like the first four sets after were just horrific. Terrible. It takes me well. It's like I TiVo'd my own set. I was like minutes <laughs> behind myself. Yeah. Like even timings just in off. Time. Yeah. They, <laughs> people were laughing. Lines. They would stop laughing. I would start. And it was awful. Comedy do you ever, uh, do you record yourself? I do once in a while when I'm like, okay, I know tonight I'm going to do 15 minutes of decently new stuff that I want to try to remember. Yeah. I'll record myself. I record myself all the time for two reasons. One, because you never know when you're going to say something interesting and yep. you're trying to get some new bit out of it. And two, because when I haven't done comedy for a while, I just listen to recordings and it all comes back to me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, for yeah. the timing. Because then stuff. I listen with headphones on and I'll listen and I'll start writing things down. And as I'm writing them down, you know, I just sort of remember each bit, you know, because sometimes like there's a whole chunk that I forget. You know, there's, you know, when you're doing an hour and 20 minutes of material, it's like, you know, well, do you still do that thing about the fire in San Francisco? Oh, I fucking forgot. That, yep. And, you know, and sometimes I'll do like an hour and a half and I, I'll leave out like a critical bit. And then I'll get off stage and I'll go, I fucking forgot to do that bit. See, I'm still at the point where I, I will headline. I usually go out twice a month. and But it, there, are, there are times where a month or two without well, I'm shooting something. And then I'll be doing sets of the comedy store in between. And then I go back out and I'm like, shit, what was, there was there's a yeah. lot more to this. And yeah. then, because you know, when you have that hour and then you start going 15 minute spots again, you just start editing stuff out. And then you forget to put the shit back in right. when you go back out. You're like, oh, there was a whole nother fucking Right. Three minutes to that joke that I completely forgot about. Yeah, and that's another thing that sucks about fucking heckles is when someone starts heckling you, you, in, you in lose middle, your train of thought. Yeah, you lose you lose ninety percent of what the fuck you're saying, and then fuck you start everybody. over at a different level that you were at. Yeah, you know, like a wavelength, different wavelength, Diff- totally different wavelength. What you were telling us before uh, we even started this podcast about last night at the oh comedy store. Oh my god, there's was- another example we were talking about how that place. Like, if you go to the Melrose Improv and someone's yelling out, there's going to be a guy come over and he's going to put his hand on your shoulder and he's going to say, "Hey man, cut the shit." Or gonna kick you out of here you can't be yelling shit out and if you do i saw any dick get kicked out of the melrose Empire. really yeah, yeah. that's amazing one of your shows and it was, he heckling. was heckling you it wasn't heckling me oh. it was heckling somebody else oh before i ever got there that's funny before i ever got on stage he got kicked out this was back when he was boozing it up though that's funny. yeah last night it was just I, I got told that there was a entire the whole audience was different tables from different countries and i was fine with that i got on Fucking lady, just these four ladies from New Zealand just wouldn't shut up. I kept asking to be quiet. Then one of them threw. I told them to shut the fuck up. Then one of them threw something at me, and then I just <laughs> went. I went crazy. They threw like a napkin, but I didn't know what it was. If you don't, if you don't say something to the napkin, a glass is coming next. That's right, my fucking right. mindset. So then I law I called them fat pigs, and it was just hard. But it took them like twenty minutes to get kicked out of the fucking club. Wow, you know. And well, I love everyone that works there. It's just like there's a negotiation first. Yeah. If like. There were guys like Harris. We were talking about miserable. Yeah. Harris would have hogtied this chick in the yeah. beginning, like first word out of her mouth, and thrown her downstairs by her face. Yeah. But now there's like a out negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, get the fuck out of here. Where is the, Harris? Have you talked to? I anyone? think he's in Montana. Didn't at, he have a bad motorcycle accident? He did. He had a really bad motorcycle accident. Dude, I used to talk to that guy about motorcycles. He would make it attractive. He would talk about motorcycles, how great it is. I'm gonna ride across the country. I go up here with this guy, and we drive down together, and we ride. I'm, I'm like, oh. Me and Steve Simone went to visit him in the hospital after that and i swear to god there was a hooker in his room nice we walk in and she was like dressed up business style they were both sitting on the bed 
Well, obviously, he's on the bed, but she's sitting on the bed right there. And as soon as me and Steve knock on the door, we pop in. And he's like, she straightened herself up. And he's like, oh, this is uh, so-and-so from, from the healthcare unit. I'm like, no fucking healthcare lady sits laying on the bed with you. With laying a fuck- on the bed? Like, like, yeah, but like together on the bed. Like, really? If you're taking your report, like you stand next to the fucking bed. Why didn't he you- lock the door? I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe Whoa, the people so have to come in and out. What a wild chance. Maybe he just wants to see if he can get caught. I would have loved it. Maybe just want, I would have loved it. would have sat there? If I would have sat there and walked. I would have sat there and fucking just been like, go for it. <laughs> would you back up or would you watch? Watch. Because the then you thing. kill his boner, bro. Dude. Unless he's a real freak. I won't make eye contact with him. <laughs> just I'll stare, just, I'll stare right at his pull boner. I'll around the corner <laughs> of the fucking curtain. Trust me. Well, everyone's going to get off. What, what was his injuries? He's great. He, I think he broke something on one of the side, either an arm or a leg. But then it was just scrapes. Did he get hit or what happened? Uh, I think he was. It was raining. He was going a little too oh, fast on wiped. the highway. Yeah, he wiped. <laughs> I don't. He didn't get hit. Did you see Richie? Have you seen Richie? I saw Richie. Richie got hit bad. Yeah, our friend Richie, who used to be one of the managers of the comedy store, got t-barred. Mm. A girl, a car, a girl ran a light, went right in front of him. He slammed into the car. He didn't have time to stop. He's going thirty-five miles an hour. And just smashed a bunch of shit in his leg and his arm and his hand, he's his got wrist. Plates in his leg, yeah. He's all screwed together and skin graft. And he's another one, man. He used to make it sound attractive. Oh, you pay attention, you're gonna be fine. You know, we talk about bikes because there was a one point in time where I took motorcycle safety classes and I was really thinking about doing getting it. a bike. Yeah, yeah. And I ran into Alonzo Bowden the other day too, a broken hand from a motorcycle. Really? Yeah, I can't get it to heal. They're gonna have to put pins in it because it oh. broke in so many different places. They were trying to get it to heal, but it won't heal. What's He's best? For I mean, like months. Yeah. What's best case scenario? Like you just best never... case scenario is you fall down and you don't get hurt too bad. Yeah. That's best case, you're gonna fall. Yeah. I knew three dudes that had things happen to him. My friend Edison, he crashed his bike, fucked up his shoulder. Another dude, um, Frank Mir, the, the yeah. UFC guy, got hit by a car on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle shattered his femur. Oh. He was fucked for a whole year. He was, you know, he was the champ at the time, yeah. I believe. I think he was. So he he shattered his femur. He was fucked for over a year. Over a year, he was never the same guy again. And then a friend of mine saw a dude get hit by a car, too, when he was on a motorcycle. Ugh. Saw a guy get hit with someone not paying attention at a red light. And fucking guy was parked on his bike, and this dude just plows into him. Sends the guy flying over the handlebars. That's the worst. I, I couldn't do it. <sighs> too scary. But Especially damn, in Colorado, it looks so fucking attractive. In Colorado, in New mm. York. Ohio. When I'm like, we just park, fucking, you have a yeah, little, little Vespa thing. Crazy, I know it's crazy, dude. but I, that. I see it. I'm like, I can do that. No way. Just zipping around. I Louis C.K. got hit by a car in New York when he was on a bike. Did he really? Yeah, he got nailed. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got knocked unconscious, I think. I think, like, um, I think he got hurt. But he was okay. Like it's one of those things where he got jacked. He went to the hospital, and then after they got him out of the hospital, he was okay. He was all, but all I remember when out. he was riding that thing, man. Motorcycles to me have always been like so attractive. I see them like, oh, look at that. I love fucking jet I wish skis. I had the balls when I've I'm never, on a jet ski. I've never been on one. I've always dude. Wanted. It's addicting. If you like Heard it, awesome. you're just like it's just freedom out yeah. on the. Uh, you're like in the middle of the water. And you're like, I want to fucking be right there. And but you're don't over you feel there. like when I, I didn't you don't have to Hawaii. ask anyone? Don't you feel like sharks? Are gonna come get you? Look, you have to I, keep I did going it in, fast. I did it in like Lake Havasu and like just <laughs> Dude. horrible. Yeah, I've never done it. Like, Dude, in the I ocean. did it in Hawaii and I did it stoned as fuck. Right, and you just wait no, <laughs> and, and make just an appetizer. And I was I have never ridden one of those things before, and I was going full clip right constantly. And you I, and I wiped do. out, and when I wiped out, man, I was in the water, and then it just hit me like I am way out here. <laughs> I'm way, 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 way out here. I mean, there's no way I'm swimming to shore. I got to swim over to this fucking bike. 
can get back on it because otherwise I'm dead. You're going to get eaten. And I'm yeah. thinking, there might be something coming at me right now. And I'm swimming really fast. Joe, when you go Fuck. in the water, do you wear beach shoes? Beach shoes? What are those? Yeah, like the little sandals that you put on. Just oh, so yeah. Step on things. stuff. No, I've never seen those before. Oh. People wear those in the water. They look oh, like yeah. rubber socks. Yeah. Oh, I have seen those. No, yeah. I never knew what they were, though. I yeah. thought I always assumed those had something to do with skiing or or uh, surfing or something. They don't. Yeah. Hey, I think so you, you want to step on yeah. jellyfish and shit like Dude, that. Dude, I went. I've never been surfing, but I did go boogie boarding in uh, in Hawaii, and I understand. I mean, I don't understand surfing. I'm not saying that it's the same, uh-huh. but I understand like the thrill of riding a wave. Yeah. It's fun as fuck, it man. I can only imagine how dope it must be to actually get on a wave uh-huh. and ride that bitch in. But that said, a dude in Santa Barbara just last week got killed by a shark. Santa Barbara. Yeah, just last week. Ugh. And it's rare for sharks to be in that water because it's like they, they don't know if it's a really big one, if it's a great white. It's really rare because they're not supposed to be in that water. They're supposed to be, supposed to be in colder water like San Francisco. San Francisco, it's like a real problem. Yeah. Like there's, there was a, actually there was a, a video in uh, Cape Cod this year. There's a bunch of them that are breeding in Cape Cod. They have all this video footage from the sky from helicopters seeing these giant fucking great whites really? breeding. <sighs> Fuck all that getting in the water shit. I don't care how cool surfing is. I like wave pools. Dude, Shark Week is the closest I do to that. Yeah. Yeah. I got really high this year and, and watched <laughs> the fucking, did you see the flying sharks now they have? Yeah. The ones that come out of the water the fucking 12 air. fucking feet in the air. And they time the, <sighs> the, the uh, what are those, the, the uh, sea fucking t- wal- walruses, whatever, did they time them yeah. this way and they come straight up and, it, and smash them. And just wow. smash them right out of the water and they're up 12 feet in the yeah. fucking air, flapping. And, they, yeah, they and then back in. Jack them and smash them. Crazy. What, a, what an amazing creature that nature has created. This giant thing that can't even stop. It has to stay swimming or it'll drown. And all it wants to do is eat. And it's retarded. It has like no brain at all. It just wants to eat. Like killer whales, fuck great white sharks up all the time. Like really? it's not it's not even a competition. Like great white sharks will like be around killer whales and killer whales will just attack them and They'll murder them. They'll just find one and just pick them Attack them and murder them, rip them in half. Ugh. First of all, killer whales are big. They're they're really big, and they're super smart. They're like dolphin smart, so they just fuck them up. There's an awesome video online of a, a killer whale killing a great white shark and showing it off to these people after he kills it. They don't fuck around, dude. He was showing it off? Yeah, they show it off to people. They like people. Oh they think God. people are cool. They save people all the time. When, when people fall in the water, killer whales will save people. Really? Yeah, many, many instances of it. They'll they'll take people that fell off their boats and carry them, push it back to their boat. That's great. How weird is that? They don't even want to eat us. They eat dolphins. Yeah, killer whales fuck up dolphins because dolphins are their competition. Even though they're the same species, basically they're cousins of dolphins. But they'll save people. What a trip, huh? Crazy. If dolphins didn't exist, if like killer whales didn't exist. Could you? What? What a fuck, Bigfoot! What a, a fantastic <laughs> animal a killer whale would be if it didn't exist. Imagine if someone told you there's an animal and it lives in the ocean, but it's not really a fish. It breathes air, but it lives in the water and it comes up every now and then for air. And they're super smart, smart like a dog. Like you can train them and they'll do stuff for you. And they're loyal and they'll save you. And they're giant and they have huge fucking teeth and they kill sharks. And they have a language, and you hear them talking to each other. They'd be like, "Get it, bitch, shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. and pass the reefer." <laughs> You're making up some nonsense, you know. Like, by in contrast, like how boring is Bigfoot? What the fuck Who does gives Bigfoot a shit? Does? Yeah, it's just another monkey. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't kill people. He doesn't. They don't no. find huts that Bigfoot built. They're like, "Whoa, he's smart." 
He hasn't dated no. Britney Spears or anything like that. <laughs> he needs to fucking cause some controversy, Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot is like so him. out of the loop. People will find Bigfoot. I still though, if I found him, if I was, uh, if there was a special that was on television and they found Bigfoot, I'd be fucking drilled, riveted, drilled into my chair, riveted to this this action. Yeah, if, if they was like CNN right now, like they found Bigfoot, Could you'd you be like, that? shut it down. Everyone fucking go to the computer and and watch. Could you fucking imagine that? They should make a Bigfoot movie where Bigfoot's actually a chick, and but she's really nice and hot, like you know, just a little bit hairy, and then the guy like has Shaves starts her. dating Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, she Dude, has- you should be a movie producer. <laughs> I want to give you all my money. That's I it. I think you've got some brilliant ideas, Brian. You might have a real talent for this. <laughs> It'd be like Megan Fox, but her whole body had like a six o'clock shadow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she has like that that little hair tint. And you have to constantly shave her. Dude, werewolf on a plane. That's what I got out of this podcast. Yeah. Don't steal yeah. that, you fucks. Is <laughs> anybody out there? You <gasps> bastards. Were- werewolf this- on a plane. It just lands. What's today? The twenty eighth or twenty seventh? Today's twenty eighth. It's like this trick is, or treat. This shit is documented, son. Trick or treat is this weekend, man. Yeah. Well, some places actually have it. Uh, Thursdays because they don't like to have it on weekends because they don't want kids they want kids to have to wake up the next morning and go to school so they don't go crazy oh. the whole night you know oh really so a, lot of, so a lot of places have it actually on Thursday whatever happened to kids just finding out what it's like to not get much sleep how about that mm-hmm. how about you know what I'm saying yeah. we'll be protecting them oh well we want to make sure you get a solid eight hours there fella why I don't yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you got to let them know. Like, oh, it sucks when you don't get eight hours sleep, you go to school, and you're stupid. You should know that. That's an important lesson. It's better to learn that shit when you're doing math in the ninth grade than it is to learn it when you have a fucking job and you're 27, yeah. and you fuck up and lose your job because your performance sucks because you're not getting any sleep. Yeah. God damn it. That's my message. <laughs> I've got a message. My message is stop nerfing the world. Let those fucking kids get nutty. Let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. The Who said it right. The kids are all right. Wasn't it the Who said that? I don't know. I've never heard that. Uh, who said that? The kids are all right. Yeah, that's... Is that the Who? Is that the Who? Fucking weak-ass bitch. What do you got for me, Brian? How are you going to close this bitch out? You got something good? Uh, yeah. By the way, what was the name, or what was... Oh, D. Antwoord. No, D. Antwoord used to be another band, and that was the song that we were playing last week that everybody kept right, asking two days about ago. on the podcast. Um, you talk too loud, Max Normal. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's yeah. not a video, but it's just a song with us. Let's a play it on the way out, Brian. Fuck it. Play it on the way out. Max Normal. Uh, your internet's too jacked to is go really? on YouTube right now. But here's a... This internet is so sad. Yeah. Here's it's the a... cable. Cable goes out in and out all day. I've been finding that lately. I've been, people have been asking, why is your Ustream, Ustream podcast cut out? That's why I keep cutting out. Yeah. It actually seems to be up right now, though, Brian. What do you got here? This is LCD sound. Better not be as gay as that shit you were playing yesterday. (laughs) Hey, um, thanks to the podcast, or thanks rather to the Fleshlight for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks to my pal Steve Renazizi, old school comedy dog, road dog, my man. We've been in the trenches together. That's right. Back in the day, bitches. Next week, uh, I am at uh, Cap City Comedy Club with Joey Coco Diaz. A rare, rare event. I smuggled Coco to Texas. No warrants in Texas, so he's going to be good. I can't take him to Canada. Where I may be filming my next Comedy Central special in April. I'm not saying. You're also bringing little Esther to the Austin I'm bringing Brian's little pal, little Esther. They're going to sleep together in one room with two beds. Nice. (laughs) One leg on the floor at all times. (laughs) 
Um, if you've never been to uh, Cap City Comedy Club, it's one of the best fucking comedy clubs totally. in the country. It is. Austin's one of the best cities in the country. I can't wait. Steve Renazizi, where are you at this week? Uh, next week, I'm at Governor's. Governor's in Long Island. That's right. Levittown. Yes. That's Fuck right. yeah, son. Old school. Going home. That's a real place. Yeah. That's a real goddamn club. Governor's is awesome. What nights are you there? Uh, November 5th and 6th. Which is uh, Friday and Saturday? Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, two shows? Two shows, 7.30 and 10. Go see Steve Renazizi. He's a hilarious stand-up comedian as well as a good guy, and he's also on that show, The League, which is on FX. What nights? Thursday nights. Tonight. Tonight. Halloween tonight. special tonight. 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 I'm Halloween. watching it. I'm watching it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Next week, supposedly, we're going to have Bobby Lee on the show. It's going to be a weekly g- yeah. gag like Matt Damon. <laughs> He's trying. Show up. Look, I appreciate Bobby. He's a flake just like me. All right. Uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week, and uh, see you in Austin. And uh, as always, love you, bitches. See ya.